Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by NastraVision. That's N-H-S-T-R-A-Vision.com. Catch all the local racing from Monadnock, Lee, Claremont, and Hudson. That's NastraVision.com. Get $10 off NastraVision All Access with promo code BFP. Do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, today's episode is also brought to you by Circle B Diecast for all of your diecast needs and merchandise. And be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. Do you enjoy our dumb show? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program today for just $4.69. Nice. Nice. You can become a Patreon pal, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Some perks to being a pal include access to a monthly bonus episode, ask us any question for our weekly Patreon question segment, discounts on all of our merchandise, access to exclusive giveaways, or just giving us a friendly tip to help us afford our endeavors that we tell about you every week. Once again, that's just $4.69 a month, patreon.com slash black flag podcast. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champions provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh, Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good all right boys and girls so uh as always i am charlie sanborn uh, directly in front of me is bradley saucier to my left and bradley's right uh we have bobby timmons the third uh together we are the black flag podcast as you hear each and every week now uh typically at this portion of the show it is the very beginning of it where we talk about our weekends typically boys well, I think between the three of us, we didn't do all that much race carring to begin with. So uh, on the other end of this FaceTime call, uh, which is, I, I believe, the first time we've ever done this. That might be the first time you've ever used the word FaceTime. It You're literally Android, might be. Android through and through. It's yeah, I'm not a, I've, I've never really appled all that much, uh, but that's all right. Uh, on the other end of this FaceTime, uh, we have someone who did something uh, had relatively... A, had a way cooler weekend than we did. Yeah, way cooler weekend than we did. Did something relatively historic, uh, not just one night ago. Uh, we have the one and only driver of the number 10. Uh, this is Kate Ray. How goes it, Kate? It's going pretty good. Still on a high from last night. Why? What happened? Yeah, what happened? So we parked <laughs> in Victory Lane for the first time. Fuck yeah. We like Victory Lane. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, to, to my knowledge and everything that I can read, um, cause I can't read all that goodly, uh, you are the second woman or female to ever, uh, uh, park it in a super late model race at Oxford. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Come to find out it was actually 10 years ago that Vanna did it. So kind of cool. As in Vanna Brackett? Yes, Vanna Brackett. That's uh that's pretty good company to be in, right? So uh uh like I said, this is the beginning of the show. So as of right now, there is no time limit in terms of how much you can talk. So uh I mean we obviously all know who you are. We watch you each and every week out at the uh the planes and uh, the occasional pass race, and you and I actually had a spirited battle for uh, like twenty first one time down at Hickory's. So <laughs> uh, you know, leading up to all that stuff though, uh, how does this whole motorsports deal work, you know, start for you? I mean, we you was a you obviously go karts, right? So how do you get started in that? Yeah, take Take us, all, take us all the way back to the beginning. So my dad had one too many beverages one night <laughs> and kidding. thought he should shocking trade thing his, I've heard. Thought he should trade his snowmobile for a go-kart. 
and thought it would be something fun we could do as a family on Sundays. And this was about the fall of 2014, uh, 2012, actually. And fast forward to 2013, he didn't change the cart, nothing. It was actually an orange cage with a black body and told me he wasn't going to get it wrapped or anything until I liked it. So we went to Richmond in the spring of 2013, and next thing you knew, we were hooked on racing go-karts every Sunday at Richmond. Then came along six go-karts, motors on the wall of the trailer, and it was just full send from there, basically. Uh, picked up a couple championships in those, uh, came undefeated one year with like 15 wins in a row. And then it was time to move on. We jumped up to an Allison Legacy in 2014. That wasn't quite what we thought it was. Um, so that was a little bit of a setback for us. But then we jumped into the past mod tour um, in 2018 and picked up Rookie of the Year and picked up our first win that fall, um, which was pretty cool. We went 2019, had a couple more good runs, a couple more wins. Um, and then in 2020, we decided to jump head first into a super late model and that's when COVID hit so we were going to run weekly but then Pastor opened up with its first race on June 7th at White Mountain and it was head first onto the Pastor running week double duty with weekly and pass and then 2021 was kind of our breakout year um, after being the first female to qualify into the 250 without a provisional in 2020 we decided to focus more on the tour in 21. We picked up a podium finish at Lee, um, became the highest finishing female in the Pro All-Star Series, and then kind of picked and choose last year with the Quickie program and carrying Allen's colors. It just wasn't the year we thought it would be with quite a few DNFs, horrible finishes. It just wasn't what we thought. So we decided to go back home for this year, and it seems to help us quite a bit of, with two podium finishes and bringing it home with the first place on Sunday. Well, uh, you, you certainly seems as though that lately you have something figured out, obviously, right? Like you, you touched on, you've already got a couple podiums. I think that you, you had a second just a few weeks ago. So, and then obviously the big one last night, but, uh, you know, talk about, um, kind of all those transitions that you had there throughout that early part of your career where, I mean, you know, I, I you know, we're all relatively familiar with kind of jumping up through the ranks, but you've done it in a relatively short amount of time. So, you know, what was that first time, you know, like when you won first, like drop, jumped in that Allison legacy car, then the first time you jumped in a modified and, you know, like you said, head first right into a super late model. Those are pretty big jumps. My first time in an Allison legacy was actually my first time ever driving a standard. It was actually in the fall of 2016 in the rain at Wiscasset. Burn through the track <clears throat> just to turn some laps, get comfortable driving a standard. And uh, then after that, we kind of thought I wanted to go on the past mod direction. I fell in love with modifies from an early age. Um, I think that helped coming from the go-karts with the champ carts, seeing the tires. Um, I always loved the wheel and mods, just the sound and the thunder of them. So we decided to give it a shot. Everyone around us kind of believed in us. Some people said, oh, that's probably not the greatest idea so quickly. But I think after a while, we kind of proved ourselves. Um, we focused more on what we were doing more than anyone else. Uh, it was hard to face the diverse, like, the diverse atmosphere at first. But we quickly picked up on that. Jason Ricker helped us a lot in the past mods. 
uh, being a crew chief, spotting, he was kind of always there to guide me through it. And then we jumped into a super in 2020, kind of no clue with what we were doing. Um, and we've kind of figured it out from there. It's been a lot of late nights in the shop, a lot of tears, a lot of heartbreak, but we've kind of kept on going at our own pace and it's kind of worked for us. Uh, well, that that's certainly an understatement for sure. Uh, as, as like you said, you, you got a couple trophies already this year. But uh, was that always the goal? Was it, was it super late models or, uh, you know, was it something bigger and better than that? You, I mean, are we trying to race on Sundays? What are we trying to do here? <laughs> I've always fell in love with short track racing. I grew up watching Vanna um, in the stands at Oxford. And I just wanted to race super late models across the country. I want to be a Bubba Pollard or Stephen Nassie. Um, racing the snowball derby year seven crown jewel races not so much the nascar side i just want to stick to the short track side what why is that i just not a fan of the politics sides of nascar and how it's more money than talent these days i like the grassroots racing so so uh yeah i mean you kind of touched on the the derby which we're relatively familiar with we've gone down what three times now bradley Yes, that's on right. Yeah. Uh, we get pretty tuned up when we're down there, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know it, it's it's a it's a it's a spectacle in and of itself. I mean, it is quite literally the biggest short track race in the entire country. So, um, is is that the goal, or is it you know you're just trying to hit them all? I just want to hit them all. Um, last year we had hopes of going to the Snowflake, but that kind of fell through. So this year we decided to pick the 250 as our big one, and maybe next year the Snowflake will be on our radar. Fair enough, fair enough. So uh, um, you, talk, you talked about Vanna, and you mentioned uh, Bubba and Steven Nassitou. So who are some other drivers that you look up to? Um, uh, I look up to Derek Griffith quite a bit. Actually, the car we've been running lately and have had some good runs with, he ran in the 250 last year. And I think they've kind of helped point us in the right direction. They've always been a phone call away. Dolly's hopped on the radio quite a few times with me. Uh, Derek's always been one to be like a driving coach, a mentor, someone to ask questions to. Um, his crew chief, Louie, has been awesome with us. My dad calls him almost three times a week, if not more. That's probably why my, my, that's probably why my motor's so. not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your probably. dad to leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been a huge help to us. And... We couldn't do it without them. Uh, it's funny. Uh, the the Derek Griffith crew has definitely been a big help to us as well. Uh, one question that I have, so uh, for, to basically paint the picture to everyone that's listening right now, I am cert- sitting behind the iPad. <laughs> I have. Uh, I have There's definitely a better way to do this. We just don't know what it is. I have yet. flight controls in front of me, and I'm afraid to move. Um, but uh, my first question was, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but where I think the camera may be pointing. There's actually a picture of you at Lee. Oh, I think yeah. it was the day that you got the podium. Uh, we've had, uh, we had a friend of a pro- the program. Unfortunately, I don't remember their name, but they, they sent a picture <laughs> of uh, you, Derek Griffith, Jake Johnson, and uh, we have them all mm-hmm. around the, the studio. So um, in big, front of our billboard at least. Yeah. In front of the, in front of the big old billboard uh, over there. So that was the first thing that caught my eye when you mentioned that. But uh, so going back to obviously your success in the past mods, I remember being at Oxford one time. Um, I believe when you picked up a win, maybe it was Oxford. I think it was, but uh Basically, um, Spencer Morris got out and just said, you know, to the crowd that he got his ass kicked by a girl. And uh, obviously he was uh, in a little different role last night. But was that brought up in any conversation at all when uh, you were getting interviewed? Uh, Not so much recently. Spencer talks about it time and time again at the shop. 
Uh, he always brings up the phrase, I just got beat by a schoolgirl. I think I was like a freshman in high school at the time. Um, but no, we've became really good friends with Spencer and just hearing him on the mic last night was pretty cool. Uh, you, you touched on uh, uh, schoolwork a little bit, right? So um, for those that don't know, you, you transitioned into some, some homeschooling, right? I did. My sophomore year of high school, I decided to jump to an online school platform so I could spend more time in the race shop, spend more time at the track, um, just absorbing and learning everything I could. Um, I started working with Drive Refine, Joey Coulter, and Austin Terrio um, as a driving coach virtually. Um, Joey came up the time we finished third at Lee, um, spending a couple hours a week doing debriefs, pre-race, um, spent so much time studying for racetracks and races, um, just to get better and be there. Hopefully like we were on Sunday. Now, obviously by, uh, you know, not going to the, the traditional public school or, or even private school, whatever. Um, that would, would you consider that a huge sacrifice that you've made? And there's some things going on in the background that maybe you see your friends doing that you wish that you could go to, or are you really just that all in when it comes to racing? I felt it at first as I started like losing my friends, this and that. But then I saw the bigger picture was I get to spend more time with my family. I got to do what I love way more than I could when I was in school. I didn't have to worry about missing my classes. I'd sit down on a Monday morning after a race and get two weeks of schoolwork done in two hours uh, just so I could spend the rest of the week at the shop or plan ahead and go on trips to North Carolina like we did a couple winters ago, getting cars ready and things like that. So I think in the long run, I enjoyed it and I liked it way better. That sounds like a program I probably should have done. Yeah, uh, I wish I sure. wish that was on the table when I was in high school because I for sure would have been doing that same shit. I, I don't know that uh, that was presented to us as an option, Bob, because uh, we probably would have abused it. I had to just quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had to just add ah, these grades don't fucking I, matter. I want to race cars. So even, even when it came to college uh, in Ohio, you, you when you go to college, they realize that you're just paying for it to, if, <laughs> to be there. So they don't give a shit if you actually showed up. Uh, so I knew... Um, if given the opportunity, I would disappoint everyone. Um, I made sure to actually go to the classes because otherwise I would have just, uh, just gotten absolutely nothing done. So, uh, uh, it's good on you for actually, uh, completing that portion of it because that takes a whole different (laughs) discipline, a whole different discipline on its own. So, um, yeah, so obviously we've got that, uh, that big show coming up here at the end of August, right? Uh, by the mm-hmm. time people are listening to this, well, let's not jump the shark here. Let's, oh, oh, let, let's talk about shark. last night. I mean, you won, you uh, won well, the super late model race at Oxford. I was so getting there, Bob. Well, you sounded like you were ready to talk <laughs> about the 250 there. and I was Jesus. putting the brakes on you. Let me reel I you back would, in here. I was getting there. <laughs> right, talk about, talk about last night, 50 laps, super late model race. You took home the win. Last night was a night full of emotions for us. I mean, I went from going last weekend without having my dad by my side, buckling me in, putting the window net up to coming out of nowhere and picking up our first super late model win. I mean, I went all week without my dad in the shop, helping me with setup and getting the car, just maintenance and everything like that. It was falling all on me and my mom and a couple of our crew members that came down. Lenny Thompson stepped up to the plate with lens auto and decided to take over my dad's role and oversee everything. Uh, my dad almost didn't come last night, but after the heat race, we finally convinced him to come, um, and just sit and watch. And he had a hard enough time doing that as we were lo- rolling the line for the feature. 
the car actually didn't want to fire and we were having some carburetor issues and he hopped right off the golf cart and started turning wrenches, even though he probably shouldn't have. For those who don't uh, uh, don't know, what's been going on with your dad? My dad had some heart issues a little over a week ago and ended up going in for major heart surgery and was lucky enough to still be here. Um, so it was a real eye opener for all of us. And I just can't be more than thankful that he's still here by my side and being able to be at the racetrack with me. Uh, for the rest of the year and last night. Of I'm course. sure you you leading 50 laps of a super late model race wasn't stressful on him at all last night. <laughs> <laughs> it, he, I, my mom told me he was hunched over a couple times with his eyes closed and that he didn't want to watch. So I can totally understand that. Uh, yeah, that that's that's fair enough. Uh, c- coming from someone uh, speaking from experience, uh, that that is a cool moment to have them there for sure. Uh, getting that big old bear hug in victory lane. So uh, I'm happy that you got to experience that. That's a that's a special one for sure. Um, yeah, what you know, talk talk about that moment though in victory lane because obviously there, you know, it's a, it's a busy week leading up to that anyway, right? And then you have the mm-hmm. that those other issues kind of happening along in the background. So was that a sense of relief uh, that maybe you finally got it done? Was it you know I want to see my dad? You know, what, what were those initial emotions once you're uh, kind of, you know, because obviously you, you whipped it around and did a Polish victory lap too, which is badass, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about some of those initial emotions that you had. I, I think it was in all of the above. Um, my dad watching the video, he was trying to jump off the golf cart before they had it even stopped in victory lane. Um, I was crying, of course, when the checkered flag flew and he was bawling his eyes out by the time he got there. It was just a sigh of relief. We've been working for this for so long just me and him late nights in the shop almost seven days a week at times 10 11 o'clock at night uh just we'd wake up in the middle of the night and just think of what can we do to make this better how can we get how can we get there um and it finally all paid off last night and it was just a huge sigh of relief for both of us so uh now, now that you've checked that box right you, you got the first one out of the way which typically that is the hardest one uh what what sort of momentum do you feel like you and your team have kind of rolling forward here i mean we've got we've got one more big pass race in between here uh the end of the month you know we got that big one coming up at the end of august here but uh you know how are you feeling how, how's the rest of the team feeling what, what do we have to look forward to for the k-ray team Ever since we swapped cars back at the beginning of July, I, there's just something that's clicked with this new car, with our whole team. Uh, it hasn't really failed us yet. Last weekend was a rough weekend without my dad. I think we were all kind of just mellow and just wanted to finish it in one piece. So we finished 17th. But since we broke the new car out, it's been a top five car every week. Um, it's been fast. It's shown speed. Uh, we're just trying to keep it in one piece and ultimately get it there for the 250. Uh, we're we have some high hopes going into the rest of the season, though that's for sure. So, uh, what's what's your plan leading up to the 250? You still going to be there every week, or are you going to do the pass race, or, or what do we have to look forward to here? Um, we will be there every week, uh, Saturday nights. We're not too sure yet about the pass race. It sucks not having a backup car at the moment, so we don't want to go into the pass race and get ultimately ruin our primary car for right now. Um, I'm sure that will be a conversation towards the end of the week if, if we're going to do both days this weekend or not. Um, but we'll be there every Saturday night leading up for 250. So, uh, so leading into that, obviously that's a... It's a big show, right? It's three full days. Uh, Bobby can attest that to what the the pressure is like in the in the entire weekend. It's the most miserable day in motorsports. <laughs> 
Um, but obviously there's a lot of lead up to that and a lot of build up. What are, what are you going to do to try and, uh, maybe maintain some of those emotions and not get too overhyped, uh, you know, getting into that, that last weekend here? Um, well, all I can say is after the past two, two fifties, it's kind of more stressful than anything, uh, than sleepless nights, just trying to think of how you can change it. The track's constantly changing. Um, I think it's just going to be us as a team, just trying to keep our heads on a straight road here and, you know, not get too carried away with so many practice rounds and tune ourselves too out to lunch. It's very easy to do. I spent more time dialing myself out than I ever did dialing myself in during the 250. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like it's so hard those couple days. I mean, the last time we ran the 250, we broke the rear end on Saturday. Our first 250, it rained out that Saturday. So we kind of was a mad rush that Sunday I don't think you get quite the adrenaline rush as you do as a scuff session Sunday morning of 2.50. It's quite busy. Well, yeah, for we, we've talked about it so many times. And the, and the 2.50 is such a unique event by itself because it is consolidated all into one day, really. I mean, Sunday is the day it is the show. Um, and, and that that amount of intensity, you can feel it like kind of right when you wake up, you know, even before things start getting started and you have the hustle and bustle of, you know, the tire barns going and this, that, the other thing, and you got race cars going all over the place. You just kind of feel that Sunday is a different day out of the entire weekend. So, um, you know, w- w- going into that, how, how do you, how do you fare your chances? I mean, obviously you're coming off a hot weekend last night. Um, you, you got some, uh, prep work to do obviously, but you know, realistically, what are, what do you think, where do you fare your chances at? I feel like we'll be possibly a top 15-ish car. The past two times we ran the 250, it's been a 27th place finish. And all I really want to do this year is finish better than 27th. Um, I don't want a provisional to make the show either. I want to race my way in again like we did a couple years ago. That's certainly the coolest part about it. Um, my 250 stats are certainly nothing to ever ever really tell anybody about but but <laughs> well, we, you did beat christopher bell that i beat one christopher time. bell i was 19th he was 21st uh, i was two <laughs> laps down he was four those are the parts i usually leave out but that's the thing that uh that i hang my hat on the most is that we made it all three years um without mm-hmm. a provisional so um, 2016 uh hooligan race winner over here fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, well, i was gonna say like like charlie mentioned a little bit earlier the the energy like obviously you know charlie's raced on 250 sunday bobby's raced on 250 sunday different you know, divisions, but just as a fan, when you wake up or when you walk in or, you know, when, when we used to drive up when I was a kid, it's just like the energy felt so much different than like any other race. It's, it's really that and the snowball derby is the only thing that's comparable to it. Um, and it just, it definitely sucks uh, watching from afar, knowing that like, like how much, um, you know, just the draw matters. And then obviously you get a bad draw or you get, you know, a, just a stacked heat race or someone else can just take you out and just ruin your entire weekend that you just, you know, built everything up for. So, um, definitely trying to keep the nerves in check and, uh, just trying to keep your head on straight is, uh, is something that as a fan, uh, I think that, uh, you can respect for sure. Yeah, most definitely. I've noticed, I feel like there's a lot more intensity in this year's 250 with it being the 50th working at the track and in the office, the phone calls you get with 250 tickets. Everyone's just so excited to get back at the track and be there for the 50th. I think it's going to be a pretty cool one this year. Yeah, that's a that's another little uh, side note to uh, the Kate race story as well too. Uh, yeah, you, you not only do you race the cars uh, on Saturdays when you can, or, or the big shows on Sunday for the for the past deals, but uh, 
you're also caught around wearing a college shirt once in a while, uh, lining cars up, taking tickets, whatever it is. So uh, how, how did you uh, how did you get tied up with doing that at the racetrack, working there? So a couple years ago, my aunt Lisa, one that's always in the pit tower, asked me and my mom if we could just come help one Thursday night doing lineups in cars because they were shorthanded. And they knew I've been in the driver's seat, so they knew I'd adapt pretty quick to it and knew that it had to be perfect, it had to be right, because everyone wants their spot. One spot really matters. And I just kind of really liked lining cars up, so I kind of fell into that role a little bit more the past couple of years. And uh, last year, I hopped in the office, taking phone calls, selling tickets, kind of all of the above. And then this year, it's kind of been a little bit more, and it's just pretty fun working around what you love to do well uh there's something to be said with uh surrounding yourself with it uh whether you're actually participating or not um so it's definitely uh definitely good to be engulfed in it if uh that's something that is your true passion and uh you know, uh, I think uh, from the three of us, I can speak on behalf of uh, it's been pretty cool to watch the ride that you've been on. Uh, we watched you go from uh, another annoying go-kart kid like the rest of us up through the ranks uh, into uh, doing something pretty cool and uh, actually historic yes, last night. But uh, we do have some Patreon questions, I believe. Right, Bradley? We do. Yeah, I was actually wondering, uh, I, I think I saw a post, maybe it was a memory that was shared by either um, you or, or a family member or something about uh, Seekonk and how much you enjoyed that place. But I was kind of wondering mm-hmm. when back when you were touring around uh, New England more often, uh, you know, what were some of your favorite racetracks other than Oxford? Um, well, I've actually hated Oxford, surprisingly. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> but the tracks that I loved the most was Hudson, Lee, and Jennerstown last summer. Those three tracks were some of my favorite places. I love the small bull rings, but there's nothing compa- compares to turns one and two at Lee. It's pretty cool. Until you hit the wall, that's uh, that's not cool. <laughs> I can I can talk about that. Unfortunately, <laughs> regardless of facility, the concrete sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, st- uh, concrete walls are still undefeated against race cars, but uh, well, yes, <laughs> Jennerstown's a badass facility. Yes, it is. We love that place. We were hoping to go back this year, but we decided to stick it with home. And yeah, the concrete walls don't move. We learned that twice at Thompson. <laughs> That's the least great place to hit the yeah. wall is uh, that place because you usually hit it going in way too fast. Yes. Uh, the first time we walked out with a broken thumb, the second time we walked out with a concussion. So I'd rather not go back there again. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably take a break at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so going off of some of the Patreon questions, uh, Tyler P says, uh, what's what's your uh, favorite go-karting memories, whether it was indoor or outdoor or even rental cars? Uh, my favorite go-kart memory would probably have to be my first win. I picked up my first win in th- 2013 on Father's Day, so that was pretty cool. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he also says, uh, what's one thing in racing that it seems like everyone loves but you absolutely cannot stand, if you have anything? I don't really know if I'd have anything. Oh, that can't be true. That's like, that's pro- such a tough question, though, because it's it's there's plenty of things in racing that we all hate, but to find something you hate that everybody else loves, yeah, typically you all hate it. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, concrete walls. I don't think people, concrete walls. Vintage cars. <laughs> I like concrete walls yeah. on the highway. <laughs> I, I love vintage cars. Yeah, Bob um, loves vintage cars. I'm not too sure that there is anything. There's got to be something. Vintage cars was a great answer. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'd probably have to go with the 
Wicked good cards. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against yeah. those guys. Yeah. Nothing against them. They are just... nothing but a, a, a rain delay without rain is all they are. They're holding up the show. They're in the way. They're a waste of everybody's time. They belong in a museum. Yeah. That being said, it would be fun to drive one. I just don't want to watch. Rain delay without the rain is the show title. Yeah. <laughs> has to be. We're going to say that it, it was uh, going off of Kate's uh, practicing at Wiscasset. Um, yeah. Let's see. So Scott Fowler just says uh, congrats oh on the win. Uh, yeah, he you. didn't say anything else. He usually says something very. X-rated. Yeah, that's. I'm actually astonished that that's all he said. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have probably been for you, but it would have been something egregious. We would have had to read after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I think that everything else was just uh, congratulations. Alexandra Fern said, uh, "No question, but comment for Kate. Just wanted to say congratulations and that she should take lessons from you on how to get it done." <laughs> which is interesting. Um, that's from uh, one female to another. And uh, you guys have both done some pretty cool things. So, yeah, I think, uh, well, everyone in here, half of them are just for us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's one there's one about, like, uh, like building a NASCAR-related playlist. What are some of your songs on the list? I mean, hey, that's a decent yeah, one. Yeah, what's your, okay. what's your go-to music on what, race yeah, day? What, what's your hype music? Um, I would probably have to say Record Year by Eric Church. Um, my dad likes it for racing reasons, even though it's probably made for other reasons. Um, but there was our last year in go-karts. We kind of hit all the checklists on the on the box. It was championships, undefeated, a track record, and I'm not quite sure what else, but we did it all that year. So it'd have to be a go-to song. Yeah, trophies are cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> the five dollar plastic trophies it's the oh. only reason why we do it yes we, we all race have car... so many fucking go-kart trophies too, oh yeah all of us <laughs> and they only mean anything to the person that got them nobody else gives yes. a flying fuck <laughs> um but uh no it's uh <laughs> um it's it's a uh, it's a cool story that you have for sure um like i said we're, we're proud of you we want you to keep doing what you're doing but uh Moving forward, um, you know, what's the 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan for Kate Ray? Because, I mean, you're still, you're, you're just a baby. You're just a baby, <laughs> yeah. and you, you're getting it done, but uh, you still got quite a quite a road ahead of you. I, Bob and I say we're closer to hole 18 than we are hole 1, but I think you're closer to hole 1 still than you are 18. So <laughs> When um, when, yeah. uh, when you had mentioned earlier trying to start at the beginning of her story, and she uh, she slipped up and said 2014 was when she started go-karting, and then she said 2012, uh, I almost yeah. had a stroke. Cause, yeah, I had already graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, I then. started racing super late models in 2012. I was already 15 years yeah, into my 20, career. 20, 2012 <laughs> was my second year in the sports series at Beechridge. So uh, congrats on all of us being old. Uh, but uh, no, like I said, we're proud of you. It's It's been cool to watch what you've been doing uh, from afar, continue doing cool shit. But like I said, what's the 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan? I mean, you can't be done. You can't be close to done, right? No. So I want to stick to being in the seat for as long as I can be. Um, I actually completed a realtor course this past winter. Going to stick with doing that after this season and get to selling houses. And I've had an interest with graphic design i've designed a hero card and some t-shirts for a couple people and i'll probably stick with that route as well and just see where both of those go fuck yeah the hustle is real and as much as we love race cars bills still need to still need to be paid so uh that's cool to hear that's cool to hear i like that i like that so uh last question i haven't asked this in a little while but uh it's a i think it's an appropriate one for you um at the end of the day uh we all have different reasons for being there for some it's uh Quite literally, they like to go fast. Other people, they, uh, you know, it's the people or the adrenaline or the sights, the sounds, the smells. But, uh, you know, what's the one reason that Kate Ray absolutely has to be at the racetrack? 
Uh, because it's what I love to do. I mean, I dropped out of all my other sports I did in elementary school to go race go-karts. And it was a full commitment for me. And I just love seeing and encouraging people to come up through the ranks like I did. Um, there's nothing more than seeing all the females at the track last night. Amara Parker picked up a win. Uh, Tasha Dyer was there. Uh, someone picked up their first win in the cruiser division that was a female as well. Maddie Herrick and the Mad Bombers. Uh, just seeing all these other females and inspiring these other females to get out to the racetrack and hop in the seat. It's kind of what I, what I love to do. Well, that's uh, that's pretty well said. You mentioned actually earlier, sorry, Charlie did have a last question, oh, and now I have a, another last question, <laughs> but uh, he mentioned that uh, you, you really enjoyed you know, tour mods. Is that something that you want to try driving one day, or are you just kind of like watching those from afar? I like watching those from afar. <laughs> if, I had the sh- if I had the chance to get back into a pass mod again, I'd definitely hop on that opportunity, though. That's fair enough, and I think uh, plenty of people are going to hear that. So uh, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, the beginning portion of our show, folks. And uh, thank you again to Kate Ray for for hopping on. We know that you have a busy schedule, and you've got uh, some pretty cool shit on your plate that you need to get done and get taken care of. So uh, we appreciate you giving us uh, some of your time. And uh, now you are part of the uh, BFP <laughs> Friends of the Program list. Uh, so uh, we appreciate you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hey, by the way, we're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce Compound, as we have for every single episode of the Black Flag Podcast. If you're ever looking for a second opinion on your current merch and service provider, get a hold of Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. Whether you have a multi-million dollar online store or a credit card machine for your local liquor store counter, Solero Commerce has all the ways to make sure you get your money safely. Per usual, we also want to shout out some of the OG pals of the show for their continued support. AnyRacingNews.com, The Graphics Coop, Daniel Eugene Photography, Lee USA Speedway, and Hudson Speedway. Now back to your regularly scheduled stupidity. That was fucking good. Yeah, she. Uh, that was a good interview. Very, uh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Kate's uh, very Kate's well t- spoken. Typically very quiet. So uh, wasn't I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Uh, but she crushed it. What a very interesting story too. Uh, cool to see what she's been doing. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so uh, we, have, we have another interview later on too. That we, one was also good. It was. It was. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, we had, we had some weekends, boys. Uh, this is uh, typically what we start the show off with. But uh, you know, uh, what do we what do we do? We started uh, we started the week with uh, go kart racing at Bartlett oh, on yeah. Friday. It was hot and it was dusty. Yeah. Somehow it was hotter in the announcers booth than it was outside, and the AC was running. It wasn't very cool outside. I can tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot, but uh, no, it was a, it was a good night. Um, it was it's just any time that we're at the go karts, I am just in such a better mood because there's been so many rainouts, and it's like, oh god, like this is. I saw a stat. Was it Scott Tapley put up like 14 rainouts for yeah the events that he works stuff at. that he just just he works at, yeah. let alone everybody else. So that's kind of wild, but. The season's brutal, and everything rained out Saturday night around here. Yeah. Uh, Wiscasa didn't make it. Uh, Oxford pushed to Sunday. Uh, Star rained out. Just absolutely we, brutal. We uh, uh, we made the attempt cycle. to go up to Wiscasa. Uh, drove literally the hour there. Uh, had the little guy with us, and uh, we weren't there 20 minutes before it just started fucking down boring. And down, they're screaming. Like, down pissing? Uh, up pissing. Up shitting. You get it. Uh, so <laughs> did you stop at the fucking glory hole or no, the cubby hole. So I, I had, I remembered you guys talking about that. Right. And I, I've been to Wiscasset a good, you know, a couple handfuls of times now and I real spot. I never really 
paid attention to it. I never really thought twice it looks about like it. somebody's garage. Well, I, I think it is. Or barn, yeah. Uh, and then you guys had, had brought that up, and it's literally like at the stop sign to where you yeah, turn you can left hear, at the race You can hear the race cars from this place. I don't know how you wouldn't. It's basically in the fucking <laughs> yard of the place. But I was like, that looks so gross, and I'd be so in to go there. Oh, my God. It wasn't gross at all. Really? And we had the cheapest tab we've <laughs> ever had ever. Wasn't it like nine bucks for 85 beers? No, we're yeah. joking when the I said the beer cooler is just... There's just shit just thrown in it. Like, there's not <laughs> lines of Bud Light or lines of Coors Light. There's just, like, a Bud Light, an apple juice, a milk, <laughs> a, a Batman symbol, <laughs> another Q. <laughs> and they served draft beer in red Solo cups. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm this all was in. awesome. Going to have to make yeah. a pit stop there at some oh. point. Looks incredible. Yeah. yeah, um, but yeah we uh, we <laughs> drove all the way up to Wiscasset. We were not there 20 minutes. And they're screaming at the pro stock, get the fucking line up now. And I'm just like, uh, guys, if... Any of that shit that we just drove through to get here, my because the car was filthy from Bartlett. We we parked the oh, Tahoe like so dirty right behind the announcers booth, and there was like a good inch of fucking dirt all over the Tahoe. I was just like, oh, that's fucking so cool. So I was like, yeah, we should probably hit the car wash before we go up to the Wiscasset and just kind of pass my mind and it ended up downpouring all the way up there anyway so i was like oh perfect free car wash but uh yeah we weren't there 20 minutes and they're screaming at all the pro stocks getting line up and rust <laughs> we go to see rusty and he's just like i have to start last anyway i'm not i'm not pushing it all the way to line up to get just soaked so naturally he pushed it all the way to line up sat in it got soaked and, and then they called the race it's but got uh, a motor and it drive the thing yeah uh what one thing um, maybe I'll, I'll do this as my grinds, my gears. Uh, the one thing that bothers me is the people that were shitting all over Wiscasset Speedway on the interwebs, especially on Facebook for canceling the event. It's like, oh, you, you all knew that it was going to rain. I can't believe you got everybody up there, this, that, the other, which mind you, if they had canceled beforehand, they would have been the bad guys. If they cancel Never after you're the bad guy, people on the internet, happy people, they're just clowns. Uh, but no hats off to Wisconsin Speedway. Uh, they actually refunded people that had pit, uh, pit passes or grandstand tickets, uh, which typically is never the move. They usually say, just bring your, your passes back, which that's another thing. That happened at Bartlett, too. We were oh, very clear. Yeah. Very yeah. clear. Yeah, was, uh, we made the announcement two weeks ago when it rained out to hang on to your pit passes. Uh, in any form of motorsports, that's what you do. You hang on to it, and that is your free pass for next week. And I pull up Friday night, and the lady that um, sells pit passes and, and grandstand tickets at the front gate, she stops what she's doing, comes over to me, and is just tearing into me. Oh, yeah. You need to let these people know. That it's not my fault that, that they didn't keep their pit passes. We were plenty clear. Short story long, uh, apparently people just didn't bring their pit passes back and were mad that they couldn't just get a free one. That's like, yeah, that's not how this works. Like, <laughs> you needed some form of proof that you paid a week ago. Yeah, it, peep, it, long story short, people are fucking garbage. But um, it, like you said, it's literally any form of, not even motorsports, just anything. If you have a pass and it gets canceled or rained out or whatever... You still paid for the pass. That's still your ticket to get in the next time. Like you can't just buy like a concert ticket and then not show up with the ticket if it gets moved to a different date. Right. Be like, oh no, I already paid for it. Uh, okay, well you're not getting in. Sorry, that's just not how it works. Um, yeah, people are fucking stupid. But uh, hats off to Wisconsin though. They actually did refund people, um, pit passes, grandstand tickets, whatever, or said keep it for next time. Uh, so if you have already thrown it out or you're going to be the person bitching at the window next week, you're trash. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, no good on them for at least trying. Right. And yeah, yeah. the races went okay at Bartlett. Um, 
There's a few things in my notes that I'm not too thrilled about uh, that we're going to discuss in the driver's meeting this week. It was a long night. took too long. Um, a lot of, lot of hotly contested battles for positions on the racetrack that mean absolutely nothing. A lot of wrecking for last. Yeah, especially in the uh, the champ car classes. Both champ car classes, uh, the motherfuckers, they wanted 7th, 8th, ninth, real bad, um, which is frustrating because it ruins the race you know, for the guys that are racing for the shit that does matter, especially the pro champs race for money. $175 presented by Amsoil Four Season Synthetic. But they only pay the top three, so the guys wrecking each other for 6th, 7th, and 8th was like, what, what are we doing here? Points, man. Championship on the line. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't want to get to the point where I have to tell the group of 10, 11, and 12-year-olds that nobody gives a fuck about your go-kart trophies, but I have done that before and may need to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a relatively clean night that night, too, so maybe they're yeah. due for that uh, pep talk club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But and it's not going to be twelve year old children. It's going to be grown ass men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a lot of uh, reliving glory days in uh, some of the go karts out there, and that, well, that's not okay. even that. It's that's just okay. it's not even that. Like they, they get they deserve the right to race. Of course, it's just it's so frustrating as a race director to, for lack of a better term, I don't mean it to to be this big of a dickhead, but they're irrelevant in the race. You know, sixth place or eighth place, sixth place or ninth place. Nice. Uh, it nice. does does not nice. really matter, other than like you said, points and and. Maybe I'm a little bit ignorant in the fact that in my own racing, I could give two flying fucks about points. But to some people, that's you know the that's the biggest thing in the world. So I guess I gotta respect that view. But uh, no, it was good. Uh, one little buddy felt bad for him in the junior box stock. So the junior box stock is uh, six, seven, eight year old kids. It's basically just um, throw the the animals in the playpen and let them have at it. There's no lineups. There's no scoring. With there's thirty mile an hour go karts. Yeah. There's no. Uh, <laughs> They all get they all get a trophy. Basically, just a chance to drive on the racetrack, learn how to do it, get good at it, then move them into regular box stock where you start racing. An exhibition, if you will. So, uh, little buddy goes into turns one and two, and we got like little tire clusters that mark the infield, and kid hits every single one of them, blows them all out into the racetrack. I'm like, oh, sick! <laughs> like you couldn't have missed them. You had to drive right through them. Well, didn't realize until about two seconds later. Now, buddy spun out facing the wrong way driving the wrong way around the racetrack, and I can see the panic in this kid's eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> throttle, throttle's stuck, or it's got no brakes, or both. And he's now driving the wrong way around the racetrack. And I'm That like, explains that- so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. Not fucking good. Like, I've seen grown adults lose all awareness and control when that happens. So never mind. I'm assuming this kid's six, seven years old, five years old. I don't know. Oh, my. That makes and it gets so much worse. Exponentially worse when he drives it down pit road. I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. No. Like, you cannot drive it into the pits. Like, I, that's, that's one thing I need. I don't know what to do in that situation. I drive it in the fence. <laughs> drive it in the tires. Yeah. Pull yeah, the plug wire. I think, he, I think he was trying, which is why he hit all the tire clusters. Um, was he realized something was wrong and it wouldn't stop, but oh my God, he drives into the pits and luckily we have like a work area, but you're not supposed to be in the work area unless the yellow's out, which is good. Cause that's straight where this kid went wide open and oh my God. on the other side of the access road to get to the racetrack, there is a big embankment that is a big dirt bike jump. And that fucking kid drove up that thing eight feet before it finally came to rest. <laughs> That is like, fucking incredible. I'm like I come across here, I'm like, holy fuck! Make sure everybody's all right down there because you can't really see. I could see the go kart like up up the hill, especially but... from the flag stand. They just disappear. Yeah, it's they just dark oh, down yeah, there. They and, <laughs> and luckily, Dude. it was the first feature of the night, so there was nobody in the tech area, which is to the right of the access road. Tracy wasn't. She was getting the next race lined up. So luckily, there was nobody injured. Little buddy was fine. Um, 
uh, basically looked like a runaway uh, wow. vehicle. Brad, I, I feel like I, big pieces of shit right now. No, not even really like a big piece of shit because like th- when things like this happen at go karts, right? So like Charlie and I have usually there's a lot been, of there's a lot of what the fuck. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shit like that that happens, which you obviously can't say over the mic. So typically we just put them down. There's just some radio silence for a little bit. But uh, and there's also people that like week after week after week, like you'll see them do the same exact thing over and fucking over and over and fucking over again and then like <laughs> this past week like we got to the point where it was just like a comedy of errors that we just started calling people out like, <laughs> we were just like we we're just like that guy i don't know what he's doing yeah, he's hit everything yeah, tonight yeah brick hit the the hat trick for dumping people no and... it wasn't even brick first brick was the second ha- natural oh, hat right, trick that we right, had in the right. same fucking race uh but yeah like to the point where we're just like oh one he's one away from a hat trick i don't know what he's doing he went into the corner just absolutely dumped that guy and then like <laughs> they go green two laps later i'm throwing my my hat at the window right in front of us just like oh, there's a hat trick right there and, oh, and man, but uh people spinning out twice in the same lap you it, oh. guys wrecking before the green come out like the, the the kids races were actually it was were the good races yeah. it was the it's incredible the two, ad, the two adult champ classes were the two like they were both brutal races to the point where the wing champs run last and they were the victim of fuckets uh when the dudes running seventh eighth and ninth wrecked with two to go i was like sit in the infield yeah sit yeah. in the infield that was the move um, thinking that they would just sit in the infield and they didn't, uh, which created an even more dangerous situation. But so, uh, like, to to help paint the picture of what Bobby like alluded to earlier with the the throttle hang or whatever, Charlie and I are sitting <laughs> as you enter turn one. This kid entered turn one, hit every tire, <laughs> spun around in the middle of turns one and two, and then all of a sudden you just see him shooting down the front stretch, like wide open, full speed, the and wide, then the wrong the, way. Then, yeah, the wrong way. <laughs> hangs a right, and there's there's basically two. Actually, a left. Well, because he's going the wrong way. Oh, oh yeah, hangs a right into yeah, into, into the turn left. four yeah. backwards, and so then, then hangs a left. Yeah, and then hangs a left. But so the way when he when he takes that right, it looks like so we have hay bales basically that separate two different. Uh, two different roads, basically one to get off and one to come back onto the racetrack. Well, he's going like full speed towards the hay bales. And I'm like, this is going to be fucking huge. Like, <laughs> yeah, there is, this is going to come at Rusty's expense. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of hay that is going everywhere right now. And all the kid just swerves, misses it. But like, then he, you just see him shoot down into this dark abyss and you can't see anything, especially just, past the hay bales. Just disappeared. He disappeared. And I was like, that kid hit a tree like a thousand percent. But like, you're, you're sitting there, you're like, you're announcing and like Charlie and I were just like, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. And all of a sudden, he disappears, and like now to know that his throttle hung, and, and he was and with a up hot in a mic, tree you can't be like, ah, he's probably dead. Like yeah, you can't say yeah. those things. Like yeah. that's what's going through our mind, but you're just like trying to block that out. So you're just like, ah, uh, must be a full moon, huh? And it's yeah. just like, oh yeah. And then you hear sirens. You're like, oh geez. Well, there needs to be like a recorder for the shit that we say when we turn the mics off. In between yeah. I always say happens. if if anyone ever got a hold of the radio channel. Between Rusty, Eddie, oh. and I, and sometimes Bill, uh, the owner, it would be bad. Uh, it, <laughs> it, was, be it, bad. it was very rare that, uh, or it is very rare to see Eddie come storming out onto the racetrack, and that happened at one point. Uh, he was Friday, fucking so. mad at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this this week, what we'll have to do is we'll have to go, uh, barring any rain, we'll have to go Instagram live like we did yes. that one time where yes. we had a handful of people that uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, then then you'll really get the full... We should have been Instagram live after the big shit show, like early <laughs> on when that kid's going just full speed. Down. We should have just been like, chalk it up as a full moon, Instagram live, rest of the night, 
and just there, cause there was that so many was times fucking, there was too. so many times that we turned our mic off and we were just like, what in the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was an odd night at the go-karts uh, it was, for it sure. Was. It uh, was almost like they had uh, forgotten how to race because it had been six weeks since the last race. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but back, like back again this Friday. So hopefully it's better. Yeah. Do you, uh, you do anything on a Saturday? I worked um, first time in a long time that we've had a job with an actual deadline. So I worked Saturday and Sunday, a um, little Holy bit on smokes. Sunday. Uh, got the job done, so that was cool. Um, had aspirations of probably going to Wiscasset Saturday night. Um, and then as like like I alluded to on the show last week, like I knew I had to work. And with Wiscasset starting at 5, that means I got to leave Wyndham by 4, you know, because it's an hour ride. And, and then it's like, well, there's no shot. Like I, I knew I had to work the whole day, so... Pretty much knew there was going to be no race cars um, for me, and which wasn't a bad thing. The sport, I've had this running joke a long time. Um, if I owned a racetrack or a race series, which granted this is not logistically feasible, but I wouldn't open in July. I'd take the whole month off. Would not race in. It's hot outside. Bring your kids to the fucking beach. Come back in August when you get your head screwed on straight because th- this time of year is always always what burns me out the most in racing this is usually about where the drivers meeting at beechridge would happen to yeah and and it's just it's just everything in racing is burning me out and it's the people the the cars themselves the the politics the i mean it's i wrecked my car last week and i have not touched it i mean i stripped it on sunday to assess the damage but i have not laid a wrench i have not built a part i just and i don't even care um, there's double features at Groveton this week for smack and there's a double header with the star sanctioned three fifties and like, I'm not going to any of them. Fuck it. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of the same, uh, rough week la- or l- rough night out last time when we uh, ran the limited and, uh, it's still in the trailer. If we're being a thousand yeah. percent yeah, honest, I mean, so. just, I mean, I'll fix the car and, and I will go race. And, and if I also have the pleasure um, of having the big block car and there is a big block race at Oxford this weekend, so I will go do that. But um, yeah, so the 350 continues to sit on jack stands, wadded the fuck up. Yeah, limited is in the trailer, wadded the fuck up. <laughs> so I get it. I get it. And it, it's so hard to, it's so hard to explain that to like the 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds that, you know, when, when I was 17, 18, 19, I was horned right the fuck up. I, I would, I'm racing eight days a week, fucking 25 hours a day, ready to go. Like, it doesn't matter what it takes. And, you know, you get older and you, you kind of have that. Your, your sales can lose wind a lot easier the older you get. Yeah. But it, you come to the realization too. And, you know, I think you and I, we've been fortunate enough to have some success along the way too, where you look back at some points and you're like, fuck it. You know, sometimes you're just like, you know what? I've done it. I I, I did it. I've done it. Um, but then you uh, take a week or two off and you start getting that, that itch or that just, burn or whatever like it I is. Said, and so like, many, it. Right, let's go. so many things in 350 super modified racing lately have been just been so frustrating that it's just taken any ambition away that I have towards the cars, you know, like there's some big races coming up, um, you know, the star classic, that's going to be a huge race this year and, you know, 75 laps you know, and I'll, I'll get my shit ready for that and go do that. And, but you know, like I said, as far as racing this weekend, I had no interest in doing anything, which is, it was just too bad. Um, you know, we got so much invested and, and I got a lot of people that helped me too. So it's kind of not fair um, to them, but, uh, we'll, uh, Good thing is all the sponsor logos are on both cars, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll get their product in front of fans. 
at the old greasy donut on Saturday. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, all uh, all the racing that I ingested this weekend was uh, off of a cellular telephone or a, a Roku device of some sorts. Um, I mean, even going back to uh, Thunder Road on uh, on Thursday, they had the Governor's Cup, so that was uh, obviously appointment television. Uh, Scott Dragon ended up picking up the win over um, Marcel Gravel, who was very, very fast. I think Jason Corliss finished third, um, so podium pal there. But, um, yeah, I, I watched uh, that on Thursday, um, watched a little bit of... Uh, basically, I caught the end of the SK light race as we were leaving go-karts. I haven't really got back to uh, being able to watch everything there, but um, watched uh, a little bit of Stafford and then watched uh, Thunder Road last night as well. And everything that I did, uh, like I mentioned, was uh, off off the television. So yeah, I watched a little bit of Oxford last night. Oxford moved their show to Sunday afternoon. Same thing. It had was thinking about driving up there to go spectate and then realized that literally no one had any interest in that other than me. So I said, I'm not going alone. I would have uh, gone. Uh, <laughs> I could have, but it was also, and I, I had forgotten this. So once I committed to not going is when I realized this, they raced all 84 divisions up there. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't go. Cause I was not going to sit through 14 divisions of cars that used to drive uh, to the grocery store and back. Uh, turned into race cars. Some, yeah, and some like still five do. of them are the kind of the same division, but like they the different. I don't yeah, know. There's just, yeah. not not for me. There's a lot know. of there's a lot of uh, conjoining that could be done that hasn't been yet, uh, which would probably get us down to like nine divisions. But yeah. um, but it was uh, right. some some good racing. Um, as you heard, Kate Ray picked up the win in the super late model race. They had a good car count of those. Nick, uh, why do I call him Nick Saint Clair? It's Josh Saint Clair finished second. Uh, I forget who was third. Um, Oxford doesn't have their results posted. Normally, I just read off their results off their website, but they don't have anything posted. But I know Buddy Peach Merrill picked up the win in the, sport, yeah. in the sports dunks. We like a Peach Merrill. Hell yeah. Uh, Brandon Johnson picked up the win uh, by a red sea hair over uh, Jordan Russell. He lost hey. last week's race by a Charlie sea hair. Do you have a C? Um, I can be one. <laughs> <laughs> you said from, it from time to time. I'm sure others were thinking it. <laughs> Rusty. Um, <laughs> uh, so no good for Brandon. Picked up the win over Jordan Russell. They uh, uh, raced it pretty clean side by side for the second week in a row for the win. Brandon was on the losing end last week, and now he's on the winning end. Um, other than that, I have no fucking idea what else went on at Oxford. Nice. Well said. I, I also yeah. have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, apparently, I, apparently uh, not a apparently, ton of people. Apparently, apparently a big uh, old fight, I guess. Oh, couple, yeah, I saw that. Couple yeah. two, three, I think. Yeah. That, and that goes back to what I was saying. You know, it's just this time of year, people are cunted up. The drama's, the drama's at an all-time high. It just, it, the temperature's it is a, hot. Cunted up. That's a good one. It, it It's kind of wild because, like, I don't know, especially now that it's televised, but, like, Automobile <laughs> racing, especially of the weekly points racing nature, is literally just a 70-year soap opera. It, it, everybody has their stories and backstories, and this person's fucked that person, that person's fucked that person. They, they wrecked each other one time 12 years ago. There's that thing over there. I don't know. It's just a... Unless you're totally embedded in it, it really is just a giant soap opera. Every every fucking weekly racing event. Mm. Yep. And soap operas suck. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. <laughs> As the uh, cars turn. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. This there's is the sounds there. of. There's something there. Yeah. Is that a t-shirt? I don't know. Anyway, we big, still have a t-shirt yeah. down the pipeline that uh, I need to get yeah. fucking with because the. the <laughs> Colors didn't match, and I went to go send the logo over last week, and that would have been a massive uh, mistake financially to get it all printed wrong. So 
working on it. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. Anyway, maybe it'll it'll be ready for big event season. And by big event season, I mean after the biggest event. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, Charlie, you did mention a little bit of a grinds your gears. I, I my grinds my gears is a lot of of uh just my saturday i guess so uh we will roll right into grinds my gears grinds my gears is brought to you by flagman graphics uh they're your one-stop shop for all your vinyl and designing needs race car wraps vehicle half wraps decals designs and more go to flagman graphics on facebook check out check out their pin post and enter to, uh, for a chance to win a free half wrap five free t-shirts hats and hero cards and again the that's uh flagman graphics on facebook winner will be picked on uh, august 19th so uh, my grinds my gears is just well it's myself um but so when my grandfather passed away i inherited a, a good chunk of land that's up uh, in the middle of maine and uh it's it's loosely in the middle of nowhere um well, well no it is in the middle of nowhere and it's it's a big plot of land, but it's on like essentially a small mountain and the road uh, essentially after he passed away, five years went by before it really transferred to me or, or something like that. And, uh, mixed in with a couple years where he wasn't able to take care of the road. Now, legitimately the road has like four foot, like just craters in it. Like you're, it's scary to get a full wheeler up there. And so I go up, uh, you know, Yippa and I were going to head up this past uh, Saturday because, again, I don't really have many free weekends. And I feel like the guy that lives down below, there's only two people on our road. Um, I feel like the guy that lives down below, he, he just thinks that I, you know, just forget that I own it at times because I'm never up there. Well, I was like, fuck, you know, I have this free weekend. Yippa, let's go. And he's like, all right, yeah. So Yippa didn't go. Um, it was just myself. And uh, I, I kind of last minute was scrambling around trying to find you know oh i got a weed whacker fucking chainsaw you know a rake and you know getting all this stuff because i wanted to go make a food plot up in my land well you get there fupa uh yeah <laughs> fupa i was gonna go try to get a fupa one of my three biggest fears in life <laughs> fupas front upper pussy area that is correct hmm <laughs> yeah <laughs> not to be there's, there's a bunch not to be confused with gunt there's there's a bunch up there but a, a lot of them work at like corner stores and shit but uh no a food plot um where you that know makes to go sense. well yeah. yeah uh i didn't need the rake for the fupa um <laughs> which actually you might <laughs> <laughs> think about it <laughs> uh no uh so i go up a truck full of shit and, and it's like a good quarter of quarter to a half a mile walk up this massive embankment and so right as I pull in, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a mission. Like, I got, like, eight things to bring up. Well, I also got, like, one of them there fucking rashes from one of those brown-tailed fucking worms or whatever. The It's like a brown-tailed moth. You know those, like, little Isn't furry things? Shit? The, it's like the little furry fucking uh, deals that, like, you're not the supposed people, to touch. The, the people like, that wear costumes during sex furries? Well, you should probably stay away from them more than you should stay away from these worms. <laughs> but, like, the, they're they, the little, Those like, actually give you worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and those ones keep coming back, I think. The uh, the ones... They did what on your back? The ones that I'm talking about are, like, the, the like, caterpillars that they... they're t Essentially, they end up turning into fucking moths, whatever. I woke up one morning, and I was just, like, itching my arm. I'm like, what the fuck? I had, like, literal hives from my elbow down down my entire side Good. that like just went away like yesterday. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to go up to my land, I know it's going to be a shit show. I'm going to wear a sweatshirt, like gloves. Like I'm just going to, cause I'm, I'm going to be working the whole time, but like, I don't want to get like ticks in like tick illnesses. Very scary. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go fuck around. Well, I get there. The, the weeds are legitimately like taller than my head. And I'm just standing there with like all this shit. Oh, mind you. Yeah. I, instead of having to bring it all up myself, 
The neighbor lent me his four wheeler. So I, I bring all this stuff up. Well, he's like, you can probably cut around like this trail that goes up to you. I know which trail he's talking about. Essentially, it's like halfway up the road because the rest of the road is like a complete fucking disaster. And I think he didn't want me to flip his four wheeler. So one thing leads to another. I end up all the way at the top of the land with this four wheeler. And I'm like, fuck, like that was sketchy as like this trailer that he has is it weighs more than the four wheeler. And it, it was like down the embankment, like grinding fucking even more of the roadway away as I was going. I'm like, well, not, I should probably just try to get this thing back before I even start working. So I go around everything. Like I'm up in like part of the woods, like ducking underneath trees, just trying to wheel this thing back to the main portion of the road that you can kind of surpass. And I end up taking this path that he was telling me to, well, I get lost in the woods. This trail hasn't been like worked on in like over a decade. So I'm like now with this guy's four wheeler, literally like, like fucking, what's that fucking guy's name? I'm drawing a blank here. Dildo in the hallway with the fucking cart. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) Freddie Powers or whatever. Austin Um, Powers. Yeah. So (laughs) he's sitting there. I'm like, I'm so stuck, dude. Like 45 minutes goes by and I literally have not like even gotten to my land yet. Finally, like I had to detach the trailer, put everything on the back of the four wheeler because the trailer is like the paths are too small and I didn't want to wreck this guy's shit. So I get all the stuff on the back of the four wheeler and I bungee cord it down a little bit. Well, so I get up there and I start like weed whacking and the weed whacker battery dies. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, all right, let's crank the chainsaw. Go to crank the chainsaw. No crank to the chainsaw. Like won't fire, whatever. My grandfather's truck has literally been sitting there for like 15 years. Just I was just going to put a battery jumper pack on it and see if somehow, some way it might fucking fire up just to move it literally 10 feet out of where he fucking parked it. And the hood latch is like rusted and like I couldn't get it out. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm like, all right, like three things have gone completely wrong. Like what else could go wrong? Like let's just, you know, cut a path basically. And by cut a path now that the, the weed whacker's dead, I legitimately for an hour and a half used the machete and, and <laughs> chopped Indiana Jones left over and here. right. Like, dude, I was good at it because I played Fruit Ninja, but I was fucking like <laughs> rifling left and right, upwards, fucking down, almost cut my leg on numerous occasions, got enough of like a little walkway or pathway basically to see where I was going got the four-wheeler up the path, started cutting tree limbs down on each side because those were in the way. Finally get up and I'm like, all right, like now I got to find out where to get, you know, a food plot or make a food plot. You need like three or four hours of sunlight throughout the day. And I'm like, it's not too, like, too big of a deal. Like, so I walk in a little hike into the woods. I'm like, all right, this is a good little spot. It's a nice clearing. Like you'll be able to get a bunch of light. I go back to the four-wheeler. I lost quite literally everything <laughs> but the fucking seeds off the back of the four-wheeler. And I didn't find any of it until I went to go leave back where the trailer was. When I started going up the hill, I hit like this bit. I went over this like fucking fallen down tree and everything came unattached from the bungee cords and was laying like in a pile down right where I first started <laughs> like three hours before. So I'm on my hands and knees, literally like clawing fucking dirt and like the topsoil to get it up to like fucking make a big enough spot to even put this seed down. I am just disgustingly sweaty and just covered in fucking dirt. And I just, I was like this, I don't even know if this is going to work at this point because I don't have the rake. I don't have my shovel. I don't have the chicken wire. I don't have the fence posts. I don't have the weed whacker anymore because that fucking died. So now I'm literally just pulling weeds by my hands and fucking clawing the rest of the earth to try to get this to plant. And uh, I was just sitting up there and I was uh, I was on the verge of just walking uh, in the opposite direction of the four wheeler and just being the next loss on a mountain in Maine because I was in <laughs> such a bad mood. Um, it was a lot. of. I'm honestly still so fucking sore. You, you never realize uh, how well it, it's my right arm. So I'm used to it. But like typically jerking off. 
Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> nope. That one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you never realize, like, how much fucking work, like, just even any, like, any sort of, it's not even yard work at that point, because it was, I'm not even joking, like, an hour and a half of just macheteing, left fucking right center, dude. Oh, I was painting a Picasso. And uh, honestly, now I'm just sore, and that grinded my fucking gears. It was long, but it was all I had, and I had to pull pull from my ass because I kind of forgot that uh, we had a sponsor this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what else I can I can pick a weapon for sure. Jesus. Grinds my gears. Uh, yeah, uh, my grinds my gears. A uh, long story short, that was my Saturday. That's why I just skipped right over it. Um, yeah, my grinds my gears is losing everything that I went up a mountain uh, with before I got to the peak of the mountain <laughs> to. Uh, where I needed to use all those tools, basically. So you were trying to plant a what? Food plot. So Food plot. Yeah, to to get deer, it's basically ah. just a, a patch of clover. Makes um, sense. Yeah. So typically, you're probably going to want you the chicken wire. You trick them into thinking there's going to be a snack there in October, and then you blow its brains out. That's fair. That makes sense. <laughs> Now you shoot a little bit lower than the head, but you could try that for sure. Uh, I don't. I don't. Hunt, so I don't. I don't yeah, know. I'll eat it. I just. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get it. It's early. It's cold. I just, I don't it, want it. And, it, and it just sucks because, like, my grandfather, not that he took, like, the greatest care of it, but it, he, he obviously had a lot of pride in it. So, like, when my family was trying to get rid of it, they were trying to sell it at a certain price because the state was making them and it was never going to sell. And I was just like, I, you know, I'll take it. And it's like now at this point, you're talking, like, 30 plus thousand dollars just to get the road fixed. And it's like, well, now it's what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I don't even have a house yet. Um, so I'm going to probably focus on that first and then we'll maybe think about the other thing. So, um, but no, it's just, it, it's just really, you need a lot of people and you need some land clearing equipment, even just like, I don't know, like a bush hog, like three people with just fucking industrial grade weed whackers just to walk the it's, it's a field, but it's just filled with fucking just weeds and tall grass and stuff. And it's been overrun and is what it is. Just uh, sounds like a lot of work. To, sounds like the next BFP banger uh, is going to have some shovels and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I don't know that we need to get all of our friends together with fucking power tools and machetes. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's probably bad. <laughs> yeah. Give me one good reason yeah. um, that we all do copious amounts of alcohol, <laughs> that there's a beer in the logo. Wait, wait, so, so you tell me that think. we have a giant field or you have a giant field up somewhere where we could just literally just have a party. Um, with work. It would be a giant field. I like work. I don't. Mm. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That this you're, was you're alone fun. on you're alone on this island. Yeah, Brad just has spent the last ten minutes um, explaining or telling a story about something that sounds absolutely fucking miserable. Well, so. I don't want to do all that. I just yeah. want to, well, that's I, what I, he's saying. We have to field. do. Though. Yeah, you just you just want to <laughs> you do just the party. Yeah, yeah, you want to reap, party. You want to reap the benefits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get. Yeah, no. Well, it would be it'd be a fun little deal. It'd be like. Let's, get, uh, let's just get a fire fest. and fucking start hammering down or whatever. It's, it's fire fest. It's, it's a mixture of fire fest and the fucking. <laughs> let's get that Billy McFarlane guy to promote it. That one us. that was in New York that people did a while. Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. 99. Sick documentary. My fucking. The person that lands. My neighbor. The pe- person that lands. The person that lives down the bottom of my land would be so fucking pissed if, if all of a sudden <laughs> there was just like a music festival. Hundreds <laughs> of people walking up the hill. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Fuck. We'll, we'll call it Sauce Fest. I'll just I'll just go up yes. first, like by myself. It'll be like, hey, can I borrow uh, the four wheeler and trailer? Yeah, yeah. Why? You got a bunch of stuff. It's just all recorded. It's just like a microphone or not microphone, but yeah, speakers, speakers and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're, 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 you're not bringing a bunch of people up there, are you? 
N- n- no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I'm almost pe- done anyway. <laughs> people are riding on the four wheeler into the trailer by the tens. <laughs> no, no power it's just, tools. It's just me for like the half of the day setting everything up, and then all of a sudden I just return his four wheeler, and I just like, and like all of a sudden like 500 people start flowing up this fucking road. He's like, "What the hell is this?" You're like, ah, so, uh, if, you, "If you build it, they'll come." <laughs> zombies. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no. So that was my grinds, my gears. You got to. Uh, is it, did you already kind of rattle off? Yours I got it in my grinds, my gears. Yeah, mine is just when you see your friends on the road and you wave to them and they don't wave back. Uh, see, Bob, I was trying was it to. Brad? Was yeah. it Brad? I knew you yeah. saw me. I, I knew I you saw, fucking saw me. Yeah. And you didn't wave. I did. I did, but it was like you were certainly right next to me. That's when I noticed you because I saw your hand go up in the air, and I was just I was like holding my phone at the time, and I went like this, but then I was like, oh shit, I probably should put my phone down. So I like went like that. It was just a really quick just yeah. ah. looked right at me and never even took his hands off the wheel from what I saw. So. No. <laughs> no, I saw and I saw Tyler Johnson at the exact same spot the day before, and we did. The whole and you fucking to him. Jeep. Good. No, no. Well, that's fine. I see where I stand. <laughs> well, I could see him coming from a mile away. I wasn't fucking stuck in traffic, uh, looking true. at the back of a fucking Tahoe or something. Right. There's another me. guy that has the same Tacoma color as yours, that drives around Wyndham, and like I, I always look for like the little stickers in the back. Yeah. To like tell, and this guy has a bunch of little stickers now, so I probably have waved at the wrong <laughs> Brad. There, there is one that goes um, the same way back home as I do every single day. Same color, same taco, everything. But the license plate says hokey. It's H O K E Y. And I want to say hockey, mm. but it's not hockey. And I'm like, oh, it's not Brad anyway. And then I just forget all about it. Tough. Six story. Yeah, yeah. that's just, yeah. that's what a fucking loser. Someone's <laughs> paying a lot of money for that per month or yeah. per year. A whole twenty five dollars. Um yeah, so uh, we do have some uh, some Patreon questions. I'm sure that the the rest of the happenings of the week uh, will will come up kind of in a lot of these. So, um, Tyler P, uh, we asked this question to Kate, and uh, well, we asked this question to uh, Austin a little bit later, but um, they, uh, well, I guess we've kind of already talked about our go karting memories. He did say, uh, did the loser of last year's picks ever pay their punishment? Not yet. Um, yeah, so Charlie, uh, Charlie I, I, didn't I go to I Speed still, Week, no, so he, I will. I will. Don't yeah. worry. I will. He hasn't tried to get on a plane wearing a full fire suit. Yet, yeah. So. No, I will. I know. I know. I have a debt to be paid. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take before somebody brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it, it, I have not forgotten, and I w- I will do it. Maybe maybe when we go to fucking Pensacola, I'll do it. Mm. Hey. I mean, I, I'll be I'll be behind to record. I'll send you my flight. Information. I have a sweet new uh, BFE fire suit too, so that that's just good self promotion at that point. Really. Yeah. As long as we don't leave from Bangor again, that was that was terrible. Uh, no, I leave from cheap, cheap Portland. Cheap flights are my my yeah. jam. I man. was gonna say I'll, sorry, I'll probably sorry to bother you. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably leave from uh, from Bangor a, a couple months after the Pensacola trip. But um, let's see. Ryan Thomas is uh, going off my or going off last week's comment about ordering a McGangbang. What's the most ridiculous yet delicious food combination you pals enjoy at the track or out on the town? Do you guys remember? At Thompson Ooh. World Series 2020, when I, I raced, I think you, we were all there. That food truck was selling oh, yeah. something called like a garbage can. Yeah, or, we, oh, do you know yeah. how much money Nate made that night? And it was it was like <laughs> one of those cardboard dog bowls of like 
<laughs> steak and cheese and fries and bacon and gravy and Mountain so Dew and cocaine <laughs> and uh, a little Tide Pods and uh, motor oil. The, the Pfizer vaccine. This this is the year that we are all we a made. Cat. <laughs> we made uh, uh, Wayno and Angela's camper home base on the backstretch. Yeah, and the uh, food truck was like just far enough away to where I was just like, yeah, that was fucking good, but I'm not fucking walking all the way over there. It was so good, and, but I think we all shit our brains out oh, after eating. And the thing was like, I don't know, $13 or something like that. So I was like, Nate, I'm going to give you a $20 bill. If you go get this, you can keep the change. I don't give a fuck. And everybody's like, wait, are you really going to go do that? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll go do it. And he went he and got a pallet. He made them. like a fucking hundred dollars that night. Just getting those fucking things for everybody. Cause I was like, I'm absolutely not You just walking. start to hear a vehicle pulling in. You're like, what the fuck's that little horn? You look outside. Nate brought the whole truck back. Yeah. <laughs> 45 bucks. Yeah. He got a forklift and brought a pallet of them over. Uh, he has the guy that was fucking running it just at gunpoint. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> uh, Chris Russell says, uh, I'd like to nominate my weapon of the week to Jason Kirby and the Thunder Road Road Warrior Bang Bangers for somehow managing to hit the push truck under the caution lap. Tough. Good That's, job. That is, they they had some, I don't know if this was last night or the, the race on Thursday, but man, did they have a little bit of carnage and a couple, a, what kind of car couple two tree whoopsie daisies last night, uh, road warriors. So those are like, uh, they're like half a pubo step. They're above like those like Chevy HHRs car, yeah. and shit. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. No, they're they're fucking dude. Thunder Road, everything that's at Thunder Road is just such great A entertainment because they're like street stocks rolling out and like everywhere else you're like, fuck yeah. And then at Thunder Road you're like, ah, bang bangers are coming out. And then, <laughs> they're, they're all really nice Chevy Cavaliers. But, but no, the, what like makes up for it, what is like fucking awesome is they're like street stocks coming out and you're like, Do you want to watch this? And then you just see a thousand of them come out onto the racetrack and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be the best race I've ever seen in my entire life. 39 strong starting tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. No, like the, it, we've, it's, it's been very heavily on record, but I, I will never forget. There was one year at Lee, we were the biggest fucking six shooter fans oh, of yeah. all time. That like, was a yeah. fantastic oh race. Dude, there you, was what, six of them? It was like eight. Ten. But, yeah. <laughs> but they were three wide, three rows deep for the entirety of the race. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were at fucking Lee Adega. It was yeah. unbelievable. But uh, no, the... The the bang bangers uh, definitely put on a, a bit of a show last night. There was uh, I think there might be another comment down here. Oh, uh, it doesn't have to do with the Thunder Road ones, but yeah, there was there was one little buddy that uh, two cars went into the tires and then like nine seconds later just piled in and fucking destroyed his car. I did see that, and I was like on social media just like. But like no one loves joining a wreck more than the last car to go by it. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I had that typed out and then they started showing the replay. And so I'm just standing like ass naked in the camper, just like with my <laughs> one hand on like my fucking side and the other one, just like on the, on the Twitter or whatever. And I'm watching it it's and I'm X like, now have some respect. Okay. Yeah. That, that should be my fucking grind to my gears. Yeah, X that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> X. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, it, just it just doesn't feel the same. I completely forgot you can't go tweet anymore because <laughs> it's fucking X. X uh, that right now. Oh my God. Why are you not Xing that? That's See, it just doesn't fucking, feel, that's, doesn't feel that's the same. That's my grinds. My Mine gears. still says tweet if I hit the plus thing. Um, but it's X, the X app. 
Yeah, no. So th- this guy like piled into the to the wreck, but when you watched the replay, it kind of looked like the there was another car that was very heavily involved and definitely uh, snow plowed him right into the uh, the pile that was over there in turns uh, turn one. But um, yeah, so the bang bangers definitely uh, put on a, a bit of a shit show. And then uh, Andy Sippy Byron says my weapon of the week. The 14 pure stock at Hudson cheated up the car so much it was almost a full second faster than any car. Takes the checker for both features and on the second one gets the victory lane interview and drives away, skipping tech and taking the DQ. Rules are for other people. The photos still look sick. Yeah. yeah. Rules are for everyone else. Whether you cheated or not, you still won the race. Like Joey DeWiron won that race at Oxford a couple weeks ago. He didn't get to keep it, but nobody beat him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, he, that, he won that the is, race. If, if, if I ever made a return, I would get probably I would probably go into the lowest car count division, and I would have a cheated up car, and I would win the race just to have the picture to put on the mantle, and I would never get behind the wheel of anything ever Brad's again. Brad's bringing the super lay model to the Thunderstock race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, Brad wins at Oxford, and at the end of the access road, you have to take a right to go to Tennessee. Brad just hangs on the yeah. <laughs> just loads it straight into the trailer, and just goes a, home before any other feature. Yeah, if, so if, up a peace sign like Antonio Brown and drives it to the truck. I'm also shirtless. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Oxford does give the top three the trophies on the front stretch, too. And that's really the only reason why he showed up anyway. So just take it. Fuck, put her in the car. I got got DQ'd from a legend car race at Beach. It's the only time I've ever had a win taken away from me in my life. Um, And... I the trail the trophy was already in the truck and they came over and they asked for it back and I said you will have it back after I run it through a wood chipper and I'll box up all the pieces for you and give it back and uh, they stopped asking for it back. Do you still have the trick? Sure trophy. do. Nice. I still won that race. Yep. And actually, technically, they they reversed the call because they checked their own rules wrong. So I actually didn't get DQ'd, but um, yeah, they were going to get their trophy back in a million pieces. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul Winks is, uh, if you're building a NASCAR related playlist, what are some songs on it? Give me some, give oh. me some loving flirting with disaster and strokers theme are all must haves for me. Uh, the bangles walk like an Egyptian <laughs> blaze. That, blaze sent me a snap on Friday what? of him listening to that song. He's like, yo, this shit's hype. This is my pre-race motivation. I said, make sure you thank, uh, Susanna Hoff and the bangles in victory lanes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, mine's pretty fucking lame, but ever since Fox had a sideways by Dirk Bentley on their fucking opener, oh, just an electric fucking factory. I used to love Fox's broadcast so much and I hated NBC. Um, it's very much the other way around. Now it's, yeah, it's definitely, I love, uh, NASCAR died when DW. I love a Stop. serious, but the Alan Parsons project. That's a really good, like pre-race song. It's from when like the bulls were really good in the nineties. Mm. Um, Animals by Nickelback. That's yeah. a, that song hits like burn it to the ground. Yeah, um, anything by Nickelback. Volbeat. Yeah. There's, there's, I forget the name of the song, but it's a Volbeat song, and it starts wicked hard. And I remember Andy Austin playing it after driver introductions for the Pro Series 100. And I was starting on the front row, and I'm like, I'm gonna fire this car up and drive it right straight in the fence. <laughs> <That's wide laughs> I'm so fucking hype right now <laughs> for those about to rock by ACDC. Yeah, that fire song. It's yeah, 11:52 uh, minutes long. Every every year. Um, that's what they play after introductions for the 250 and Tom knows the exact length. So he says, you got three minutes and 42 seconds after the last guy (laughs) gets into his car to get strapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do need to get some more songs together for after the national anthem. Um, she bangs by William hung. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anything by Susan Boyle. Um, Oh my God. Kamaz. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) Absolutely. Kamaz. I was actually thinking by Sean uh, Paul. 
That is that's actually a banger. <laughs> um, I was thinking for our next Patreon show, I was listening to Free Bear and Hot Wings, like an old one. And they had uh, top five of your shittiest songs that you love. So I'm thinking Ooh. our next Patreon. <laughs> so start thinking of a list, boys, on your personal playlist. It makes me ill by insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, the Bangles walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, let's see. Tim Welshan says, uh, Bobby, after your recent trek to Lancaster, what advice do you have for the mod tour teams heading to Western New York this weekend? Track <laughs> or just in general or just in area? What? Track or just the area in general? That was on me. That was not him. Uh, P.S. Glad you guys didn't have any issues at the 33 Speakeasy. Yeah, that place was uh, apparently uh, a place that we shouldn't have been hanging out at, but I thought it was awesome. Um, Should not have been there? Yeah, rough, rough around the edges. Uh, got a couple people like, I can't believe you went there. <laughs> uh, which, when we rolled up to the uh, crime scene in the parking lot, um, probably was an indicator. Uh, Lancaster is tricky. Uh, gets tight on the drag strip. Gets real tight on the drag strip. <laughs> <laughs> and then the back stretch is so rough next to the wall. But like what you need to run next to the wall, that's the fast groove, but it literally would rip the steering wheel out of your hands in a super going down the straightaway, which is uh pretty rad. But no, Lancaster was a lot of fun. Um seems like an odd place. Yeah, it's it was miserable to get there. Uh it was almost nine hours, but uh I'm glad we went. I certainly wish we'd made more changes to the car to make it better, but we finished on the podium, so there's nothing to complain about there. Um not much to do in Buffalo, New York though. Right? There weren't much happening. Mm. Um, I guess it's only time of the year that if it's cool out there is Bill's season. Yeah, that do make sense. The uh, the old Sabres are going to be probably pretty good this year too. Um, Kevin Boucher or Boucher Flagman Graphics Junior Flagman Graphics Boucher 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 Bobby? has to be it. Bob Boucher because I want it to be Boucher Boucher Boucher. But chat, there's no, no T, but it, it works because it's all silent. Boucher Boucher. I think it's Bushway. Yeah. I think it's Bushway. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bushway Jr. says, uh, what's one rule in any series you'd change? Um, Yellow flags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would make my job at Barlow a lot easier if we just eliminated Throw them. the green. See what happens. <clears throat> First one to the end wins. <laughs> it's just an endurance race. Uh, uh, frame height rules. Yeah. Um, cone rules, choose cone rules, eliminate the choose cones, the dumbest gimmick in motorsports. I could do it without the choose cone too, for sure. I, I enjoy it. Of course As you a do. fan. It's fun to watch. Fucking darf. Yep. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Still mad you didn't wave to me. I did. You just didn't see it. Your windows are too tinted. Convenient. Those are they illegal. are very dark. I'm calling the police. <laughs> um, so we, uh, actually, hold on. We have one more. It was uh, Slim, and what did he say? He said something about, uh, oh, you missed a good brawl after the SK Light 3000 at Safford in the Paddock. Um, which Doesn't that happen every week? Well, this one was, this this one included a flying fucking kick. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I saw the video. Uh, it was in one of our group chats. Very, uh, very entertaining, honestly. Uh, I did watch a, a good chunk of the race at the end there. Um George Bissett drove fucking Jaji. Like he gained, I think, thirty three positions in the race, maybe thirty four, something like that. There was thirty seven of them. Uh, is that an actual stat? Are you being dramatic? Uh, no, this is like actually that was actually a thing. Um, uh, let's see. Well, uh, we uh, we'll get into our only podium podium pals a week presented by only. So I looked up. Second, I looked up fight in the thesaurus to try to find some alliteration with a uh, paddock, and apparently 
pugnacious means fight. So it was a paddock pugnacious after the SK light race. That might be the new title. I don't know what yeah, I said. It very when, well could be. Uh, that's uh, I, I don't remember what I said when uh, we were recording with Kate. It was something about rain. But. Uh, rain delays without rain. Yeah. Rain outs without the rain. No, it was rain delay. Without rain. Delay. I have it written down. Oh, perfect. Um, so before we uh, leave the Patreon segment, uh, last week we did have someone uh, mention that they uh, wanted us to go over who had the best uh finishes i guess in the uh, the patreon race pool so uh let's just go from the top uh sam blaze lincoln had uh hamlin who uh, finished second i don't think anyone had chris busher uh um, chris bushway jr christopher bushway uh chris brown had hamlin uh um, same guy yes uh did Truex finish in the top I have five. never, I have never laughed harder than when uh, Daddy told us why his cat's name is Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because she has one black eye. Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> uh, Dakota DeCorsi had uh, Joey Logano who finished on the podium. Uh, Jordan White had Joey Logano who finished on the podium, and yep, that's about it. So, um. We will get to the Only Podiums, Podium Pals of the Week, presented by Only Podiums. Um, do you have any of them listed? Okay, so so first one I could think of is Travis Hydar, who finished, who actually won the oh, race. I think Bobby already said uh, Brandon Johnson won. Yeah, Brandon uh, Johnson, Street Jordan Stone, Russell, Grace, Kate Ray. Kate's now a pal of the program. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'd normally look at their results, but Oxford hasn't posted them. So if we missed you, sorry. Oh, uh, Trevor Ward. Got second mm. in the uh, the bang banger race. <coughs> Fuck, mm. he did. Did Kate say Maddie Herrick finished on the podium? I don't remember. I guess yeah. Basically, a bunch of girls won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blaze actually did mention that uh, Scott Sestodio uh, picked up his fourth win of the season at uh, Seekonk and the Sling Bombers, and he's uh, dick stomping all of them right now. Fuck yeah, bomber stomps. We're gonna call him the the Black Flag Podcast Ridge Runners, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> at Seekonk. <laughs> yeah, at Seekonk. Um, yeah, fuck. I've got to go down through some results here. Also, uh, one thing I forgot about my weekend, too. Sunday, we went over to uh, old Skip's Lounge. A uh, little bit different experience than what... Uh, yeah, <laughs> to... supporting our pal Daniel Eugene. Yeah, we love it, Daniel Eugene, right? He uh, he supports the show. He gives us a, a ton of uh, support via pictures and just... Uh, he's always there for all the cool shit, right? And, uh, you know, he, he's got his thing where there was a... It was, the name of the show uh, was Dixie Normus. So like enormous penis, I assume, is the reference. Thank there. you for the breakdown. Yep. And uh, no, it was a drag show. Uh, Lindsay and I went. We dropped the kiddo off at uh, Jeff and Julie's house for a little bit. We went down to Charlie gets there. Where's the top fuel cars? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> not uh, no, no, not a stitch of automobile racing. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. Uh, Daniel's, mm-hmm. a, Daniel's a good pal. He's uh, one of our good buddies, and uh, that's what he's into. So we went to go support him, and he absolutely fucking crushed it. Uh, the boy's got some pipes. He can sing. Uh, he was the only one that actually was uh, live singing the whole time, um, and then uh, yeah, Lindsay and I uh, had a couple drinks and had a had a day out with mom for mom and dad. So uh, that was pretty cool. Good for Daniel. Uh, speaking of Daniels, uh, Dan Collins won at Star. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, how did we forget speaking that? Speaking yeah. of <laughs> only podium, podium pal presented by only podiums. Bobby Weber was on the microphone for that race, and he was absolutely losing his fucking mind yeah. on the microphone. <laughs> it was awesome. It was uh, it was indeed fantastic. So uh, going all the way back, I kind of forgot the Thompson race last week. Uh, Andrew Moeller 
and Jake Johnson both finished on the podium. Those are both a uh, couple two tree pals. Uh, Would he do something cool too? Or am I making that up? No, I think the the one the the cool Woody thing is that he's racing the SK five K this week oh, yeah, at yeah, Stafford. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, Ron Silk picked up the uh, the win in the uh, open mods. Former and then, guest. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Bello. Saved my dog once. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he very much did. Uh, Anthony Bello uh, finished in second, and uh, another driver finished in third. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Alexander Pearl won both uh, the SK Light races. Not that he's a, a, a pal, per se, but uh, he did we win both races. Him? Yeah, I think that they inverted the whole field, and he won both races, which his is dad, pretty. Well, his dad follows me on Instagram, so good so, so, yeah, he is a pal. He's now he's a new, <laughs> yeah. new crown pal. Uh, Tyler Chapman and uh, Nick Hovey rounded out the podium in the uh, feature number two. I think that they both might be pals. Uh, I know One of the Chapmans hit the wall egregiously hard at Thompson on Wednesday. I thought that was... I thought they just unloaded a backup car for Tyler. Maybe that. Maybe it was Steven. Yeah, Steven's down here at the bottom of the uh, <laughs> the bottom of the feature <laughs> list, so that might be him. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we like the Chapman kids. They're uh, they're they're good peoples. Enjoy pulling for them in the SK lights. Um, yeah, what else? What else happened? I usually just go through race monitor and try to refresh my memory on everything that happened. But unfortunately, a lot of shit rained out. Yeah, uh, I think that we would be remiss as well too if uh, we R- didn't repissed if you didn't if you if you meant to if exactly yes, ignorance is bliss ignorance is piss yes not if you're R Kelly um well that was ignorant that was just ignorant pissing I think <laughs> that was piss <laughs> that was just actual piss those poor kids <laughs> uh, allegedly one of our good pals good buddies uh, he's been on the show a couple of times we talk about him all the time uh, relatively close to all of us Freddie Kraft. Uh, unfortunately lost his father, uh, this past weekend, uh, uh, you know what that's all about and what that's like. So, uh, Charlie and I have a story about, we met Tom Crash. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, we, we were trying to call bullshit until he very much was, uh, speaking the truth. Yeah. I think when I go back to Atlantic city this year, the first thing I'm going to do is hit the three card poker table, uh, in honor of Tom. Yeah. No, uh, uh the, we, I think we only met him that one time, but yep. seemed like a good dude. Uh, certainly produced uh, one gem of a human being, being Freddie Kraft. So uh, thanks and thoughts with all you guys out there. Uh, I know that that's not fun. Uh, I'm sure Freddie would have rather been at the racetrack this past weekend, but uh, you get through it and uh, life goes on and uh, doesn't ever get uh, better, but it does get easier. So um, thanks and thoughts with Frederick. Mm. I also made John. We like John too. Well, yeah, John too, but yeah, you get it. Yeah. What else? Weapons. We got a Weapons. we got an interview coming up with Austin Terrace. Austin, uh, I reached out to him. Uh, we wanted to get some drivers on uh, ahead of the 250, and I uh, said we want to get some big names on, and he said, oh, so the big names must not have replied. Uh, thought that was pretty funny. We'll touch on that, No, they too replied. They just said no, like we said. <laughs> Did Johnny actually say no? No, we didn't no. actually reach out to them. Uh, I, well. Believe it or not, Austin, uh, you were one of the first people that uh, was on our, our radar of people to, uh, to reach out to, so... Um, yeah, it's even also, though I, even though I had him all the way down in fifth on the, uh, the graphic yeah. when I first put it together, he is uh, on a hot streak. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately I, I was trying to find Hudson's results and I can't find them because they're not on Jeffrey battle won the modified race. He did, I believe <clears throat> it did happen. Um, yeah, we do, we do have to do a weapon of the week though. Um, and do you both have a weapon per se? I'm going to let you go first, Bradley. Well, I was going to say, if, if anyone watched anything to do with NASCAR this weekend, they probably do. Um, so let's see. And this is this is going to be the first time I'm reading through this, by the way. So Weapon of the Week this week is brought to you by BTX 
Global Logistics. Sorry, the, the title was in the middle of the paragraph. Are you someone that coordinates freight transportation for your company? Are you dialing 800 numbers to find where your freight is a pain in the ass? Where your freight is, is a pain in the ass. I think that's what it's supposed to read. Uh, then reach out to Josh Ireland and his team at BTX Global Logistics with their new location in Portland, Maine. Whether it's domestic, less than a truckload, full truckload, international air, or overnight freight, BTX Global for Footprint can provide you the freight solutions you need. With a local team to answer your calls, interested in learning to with a with a local team to answer your calls. There was a period there. Skip right over it. Uh, interested in learning more? Then grab a beer with Josh today by contacting him at jireland at btxglobal.com. Mention promo code BFP for a free consultation and beers on him. Uh, so my weapon of the week. Um, Kind of, kind of mentioned it. Um, Josh Berry in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, right? So they're doing the lefts and the rights. And you are a big Josh Berry fan. I am. Well, and and I just I think that uh, he's he's under my magnoscope a lot more because I don't think that he's that good. Um, <laughs> uh, he's obviously really good at the short track level, but, um, you know, this year has been pretty tough for him, but no, it was, and, and I would have done th- this would have been for anyone that did this, but so he's going down one of the front shoot back shoot fucking straight parts of the racetrack, right? They're at the left and the right facility. They're coming up to a left-hander. Well, he's in the middle of the racetrack and just gets loose and hangs a right and clips Ah, uh, fuck. I don't even remember who it was. Collected AJ Allmendinger, Sammy Smith, and uh, one other car, but just clips this one car, spins them sideways. They go, like, spinning full speed back into this corner and then wrecks fucking two other cars, and then they both go off the racetrack, ruin their entire day, ruin three cars' days, and it looked like a perfect, like, bowling fucking wreck right there. Um, ruined, ruined all those guys' days in, in just one corner, and so then, you know, Jeff Burton and Steve Letarte get on, and they're they're both not really good at the the TV thing, but, uh, they're just like, Oh yeah, well, he clips the, he clips the grass and, uh, you know, that, that's what kind of shoots him to the right. There's not, there's not much grip over there. And then all of a sudden they show the replay and he never touches the grass. He's just going down the straight shoot and just hangs a right and just wrecks three cars that were very much in contention to win the race. Um, so that was, uh, that was pretty egregious. Um, love the call by, uh, NBC obviously. And, uh, yeah, he was going to be my open of the week. Uh, I, I don't, there was a lot. There was a lot to choose from. Maybe uh, we go Sam Mayer for destroying the car after winning the car or winning the race. Jesus, and then going to victory lane, and destroying the car even more. Um, but uh, yeah, the Xfinity Series race. Anything to do with the lefts and the rights typically turns into a bit of a fuck show. Um, Sage Karam probably should have won that race. Justin Allgaier probably should have won that race. Sam Mayer ends up winning that race. John Hernemichek. I don't know if you saw the video of what he did, but I mean, Jesus Christ, missed the corner, fucking lawn darted the thing a couple times, and then went around the entire fucking racetrack and just put oil and water and everything down everywhere. Good. I mean, the the whole <clears throat> that whole race was just Jesus Christ. My uh, my weapon of the week, uh, it's Paul Tracy. Oh. Great one. Yeah. I forgot that happened. How do you get kicked out of the SRX series? Uh, yeah. You wreck everything and everyone. <laughs> Full on, just show up, wreck everyone, leave. Um, wreck everyone and you go You pissed home. off Kenny Schrader. That guy is the most level-headed, even-keel guy to the point where he's like, I am not racing this anymore until you get rid of that guy. Yeah. And they got rid of that guy. Yeah. He just said everything. Yeah, I can't even believe everything. That, that wasn't the. So I think that was supposed to be my weapon because on the the graphic, he's certainly going to be in the bottom tier. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was about. That was fantastic to watch. I didn't even know that those cars were capable of wrecking that hard, or just oh. being that fucking destroyed. 
But uh, it was to the point where I, there was you were like, holy shit, are some of these guys all right? Um, <laughs> they uh, but, they yeah. had to have an Uncle Tony meeting yeah. after the race. <laughs> yeah, uh, Our dad, Tony, came out and screamed at them all for wrecking all the race cars because uh, they have to turn around and go do it again at Berlin this week. I, was gonna say, I can't imagine those are cheap. No. Um, it, then you got to start all over again fucking 10 times. <clears throat> yeah. I, and after I they know. wadded up a bunch of them at Stafford. Yeah, they so were, and they like were still done, done or just like a one-week deal? Or? I would assume he's done done. He's been fucking nobody the entire time. There's only time. three more races. So yeah, he's really been kind of nobody. His old he was an electric factory in cart back in yeah. the day, though. Like he was just a walking highlight reel. So glad to see that that's <laughs> never changed. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I remember like the first time we went to uh, the SRX pit or paddock. Sorry, um, and we walked in, and I'm like, oh yeah, fucking let, let's go, let's go talk to Tony Stewart. Like fucking Bob Labinty's over there. Like holy shit. And then uh, Sean's like. I just got to talk to Paul Tracy. I was like, who the fuck is Paul Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> I have no Correct. idea who Paul Tracy is. Um, and Sean did. I didn't say where he wanted. He won like a IndyCar race once before it was IndyCar. Mm, or like, car. yeah. So he's got the, I'm pretty the sure. You, I'm pretty sure you can go on YouTube and find some hilarious Paul Tracy freak out moments from his cart days. Like oh. well worth your time. He's Love like it. the, uh, uh, what's, who's the tennis guy? Rafael Nadal. Nope. Okay. Uh, the one that freaks out all the time. Novak Djokovic. No, the you you Sophia know exactly Kenan. who I'm talking about. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, the Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> no fucking idea. Oh yeah, what was that uh, wrestler? Fuck. Who? Where were we talking? We were, when we were talking to one of the two uh, during the one of the two interviews, there's something about like. Ah, oh, fuck. Brad Keselowski. No, well, actually, speaking of that, I'll Barack just Barack Obama. No, well, yeah, how do you like Hey, that? you might not want to fucking... <laughs> let's, not, let's not get political here, especially with the it's old a, a Obama non, over here. Non-political podcast. Yeah, weapon of the week, paddleboarding. Um, so... Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. No, there was something in the interview that, like, when we... It reminded me of uh, Try a that wrestling in a small moment. town. Yeah, 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 you should. Uh, people will know exactly what happened. But uh, the, when the wrestler fucking comes out, who? which one was it? It was way back in the day before I watched But when he was in the fucking, like, with the, the fucking uh, wheelchair with, like, the leg thing straight out and just, like, rips the thing off and stands up. Charlie probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. Say that again. The wheelchair, yeah, is fucking. I, uh, I'm trying to look it up. I'm really googling a rowdy tennis player, trying to figure out what rowdy, I was talking about. Rowdy <laughs> tennis player? No, the 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 fucking the the human in the wrestling with the fucking wheelchair and the leg thing, and then all of a sudden they like take the fucking whatever off and they stand up. Like, ah, with their legs like straight out. You never see the person in the wheelchair. It's like a notable fucking wrestler too. It's gonna piss me off. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a little bit of moment of silence my, here. My new weapon of the week is Brad for his impeccable uh, story he's trying to tell here that no one knows what the fuck he's talking about. I'm just gonna search wrestling wheelchair and I'm sure it'll fucking pop right up. Oh, uh, hopefully just, you stumble upon some I like find underground. What the fuck I'm talking about. I, I hope you wheelchair wrong. I hope you stumble upon some like underground wheelchair wrestling club that plays at like Skip's Tavern. If I. If no, <laughs> if you if you Google search wrestling oh wheelchair, God. there is just a lot of paraplegics. <laughs> you kidding? All, all, all partaking in the sport of wrestling. <laughs> I'm gonna type in WWE. Oh yes, WWE wheelchair gif. First thing. I want to say it was fucking Stone Cold, but I honestly have no idea. What? what? No, it's not. Definitely John McEnroe. Not. Oh my God. Well, 
Wait, really? Yeah. I was no. going to say Paul Tracy's the John McEnroe of motorsports. I would have, I, you could have, we could have sat yeah. here until next Monday <laughs> yeah. and I would have is never that, thought of that, John McEnroe. He's the rowdy tennis player. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he would just like get in fights for tennis, like scream at ball boys, yell at fucking referees and shit. It's like it's tennis. He's in a, a what movie's he in? Mr. Deeds or something? Yeah. It could be. Sure. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Could be. Um, yeah. Apparently, it's Kevin Nash. I don't know who the fuck that is. I thought it was someone notable. But that mm. little gift there, oh. where you roll in in a wheelchair, like fucking looking like you're fresh out of surgery, and you just rip the blanket off and get. Yeah. I think I was gonna. I when when Kate was talking about Rick, like fresh out of surgery, oh, coming yeah, to the racetrack, yeah. I was that was exactly what was going through <laughs> my mind. Um, so that was the analogy I was trying to make. It only took fucking about two hours to come up with it. Um, so thank you all for your time. But uh, how did, did we get here? Did you have any uh, actual weapon before I uh, just yeah, had yeah. to try to think of <clears throat> Steve Nash? Nothing is more irritating in racing when a guy moves a guy out of the way. And the guy in Never touch retaliation just parks you, wrecks you, spins you out. I don't want to mention any names, but Ryan Dean is my weapon of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, he Nothing specific. Kyle D'Souza worked him over, worked him over, worked him over in the super late model race last night at Oxford. Finally got up underneath him. It's impossible to pass at Oxford. Was well beyond his door number. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Ryan drove him right over the curb. And so Kyle punted him out of the way. And then the next corner, Ryan went down to the corner and just spun him out. Blatantly obvious, and uh, yeah, I was like, it's punishment did not fit the crime, but uh, yeah, don't want to mention any names, but yeah, <laughs> definitely refrain from doing that. But uh, more, yeah. higher or more than and yeah. less than yeah. 53.55. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually did have, uh, I didn't have many notes this week, um, but I did have a, a weapon of the week, and it was actually Carson Ferguson. So I, I won't be able to, it'll take me as long a time as Charlie came up with fucking. Sam Art or whatever he just came up with uh, to go try to find the video. But uh, Car so there was someone on Twitter that was just like, oh, tough break for Carson Ferguson last night. Like, hate to see the slow cars playing a factor in the, the end of the race. Carson Ferguson's the leader. There's another car like less than a half or probably a half a car length behind him. He goes down into turn one and two on the white flag lap. There's two cars that are battling side by side, but they're very much both on the bottom. And he just drives straight through the back of them. And then the other car goes around them all on the outside. And the, the guy on Twitter was just like, oh, real tough break for Carson Ferguson. I was like, what? <laughs> How? How? Define tough yeah. break. Does define like his brain broke? Yeah, or? like like it was the most like drove straight into the back of the cars in front of him and didn't even like thick like and everyone was just like oh man these fucking lap cars it's like they're holding their fucking groove dude they're out there as well they're racing and it was just so frustrating to see people on Twitter and just reading through the comments everyone was talking about it I'm like oh my god but uh, yeah Carson Ferguson was my actual weapon of the week and then I just whatever I said before. Oh, Josh Berry. Yeah, he was on the top of my mind. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. And then those people out in the Puckies at that one racetrack, that was cool. Oh, yeah. poor, oh poor Ryan. Yeah, poor <laughs> Ryan Stewart. He uh, he put it on the podium uh, Friday night at Star and then came back on Saturday and drove that thing three miles into the woods <laughs> off the back <laughs> stretch. <laughs> uh, we like a Stewie. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, we certainly yeah. do. So what's, uh, what's on tap for this weekend, boys? We got Bartlett again on Friday. I know the three of us will be there. Rusty's not going, so we'll have to recruit hopefully Nate or somebody uh, to work the corner. Um, Ooh, like not have sex with everybody. 
but actually stand in the corner and <laughs> oh, wave the flag. That's definitely not what I was thinking. Uh, hopefully this week's racing is better at Bartlett. Um, like I said, last week was kind of frustrating, but um, it'll probably rain, to be honest. Look at the forecast. Sorry, golf rain all weekend, so of that's cool. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We haven't had any rain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it Bartlett Friday? I think at least Saturday. I'll yeah, so Star, Star Speedway is racing on Friday to in conjunction of working with Lee. So Star has a has a regular race meet. Um, that's where Rusty will be. He's running supers. Uh, yeah, Lee Saturday night, the Holly Silva Memorial Classic is a 350 super race. Um, extra distance, a little bit extra money. Uh, would be a rad race to be a part of if my shit wasn't uh, my Star Motor wasn't blown up and my car wasn't wrecked. Uh, I'll be at Oxford, in the New England Super Modified Series. Um, Plus some uh, weekly racing there. And, uh, yeah. Bradley? I will obviously be at Go-Karts on Friday. And then I am planning to ship myself up to White Mountain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Going to go to White Mountain. Uh, I haven't been to White Mountain since 2021. And uh, the weather doesn't look good, so perfect <laughs> should help. Maybe we'll try again. Twenty twenty four. I've just I've just given up looking at the any sort of forecast. Yeah, and, and I should too. I'm yeah. sure that it'll be fine. But uh, everyone on social is already talking about it, so you can't help but put that into your memory. But it was just like fuck the man, rain out. Really I finally for. broke down and bought a nice rain jacket, um, hoping that that would break the uh, curse of all this rain. It rained today, so mm. it's not. It did. That didn't yeah, help. It did. Yeah. I so, mean, well, we, we've gone, what, 48 hours without rain? So we uh, were, it rained today. So we really needed it. That we really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so plan to go up there. The uh, the 250 that they got, the midsummer fucking something or other presented by someone or other. And it's a 250. And What's that was race the race. Crash? That was the race where probably the unbe- just the coolest finish that we've probably both personally ever seen uh, between uh, DJ Shaw and Jason Corliss. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. That was a that was a that was a badass little race. I talked about it with Jason Corliss when he was on, just pimping the thing, stepping on the brake. Hood flies down. He had, his hood fell, uh, flew up with like four to go. There was like a three three car battle for the lead. Ended up uh, Jason Corliss winning with the hood flown up. So uh, that was the same race just uh, two years ago now, I believe. Yeah. So gonna uh, last year DJ won it. And I believe he won it over Jason yeah, in, so. less, in much less dramatic fashion. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if uh, hopefully, uh, obviously you got uh, you got act on uh, Saturday and uh, pass on Sunday. Um, you know we'll we'll have to uh, see who uh, picks picks up the win in uh, maybe one of those two races and maybe uh, try to get him on. Yeah, assuming that it's DJ Shaw because we're gonna probably shoot a message out to him. Oh. Because we've been told that we hate him, so yeah. we, we do. We lo- we like a Deej. No, we don't. We we hate him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It was just Saturday, and then obviously we're gonna all be in the same be in the same spot on Sunday. Yes. So, yeah. Speaking of winning past races at Oxford, the next kid you're gonna hear from has won the last two of them at Oxford in two different cars. Same car, same but car. he did. He won a weekly show oh, in, yeah, uh, yeah. in the backup car. Yeah, it's always good to have a plan B. Yeah, mm. and, and a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is uh, what... that might be the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what Bobby's alluding to is uh, we got Austin Terrace on the line here. Uh, had a nice little sit down with him to talk about the year that he's had and uh, the kind of little career he's had leading up to it, and uh, what we have to look forward to here at the end of the month. And uh, we have officially started the road to the 250. It is the month of August now, and. Uh, Let's get hyped. Uh, I think that we've made some plans, too, for 
for our program, I think I'm going to get back behind the wheel on Oxford 250 Sunday uh, with the old limited uh, number 20, maybe 23. I don't know. I haven't decided yet if we're going to change or not. But uh, I'll be back behind the wheel on Sunday, the 250. And uh, if anybody wants to throw some money, that would be all right. But uh, here's Austin Terrace. Don't we have a sponsor for the show before we uh, before we move on? Oh, yeah. Today's <laughs> show is brought to you. Today- uh, false t- start. <laughs> offense. Number one. Five-yard five penalty. Hit the beep. Today's show is brought to you by Hi, yeah. Jeff Champagne. All right, boys and girls. So as we just alluded to uh, on the other end of this uh, fucked up little setup that we have here, we got we got iPads, we got we got the disco jockey shit all over here. We got we got stuff all over the place. But uh, uh, on the other end of this uh, FaceTime call this time, uh, we got the one, the only uh, three-time winner in a super late model. Now this year alone, uh, the number twenty-nine out of Oxford Plain Speedway, Austin Terrace. How goes it, pal? Well, it's great to be here with BT3 and you all and, you know, be on the podcast. I'm a listener, big fan. Yeah, uh, like every week? Well, most weeks, maybe not every week, <laughs> but a lot. Okay, so uh, that kind of supporter. Uh, so oh, only, <laughs> only the weeks he does good. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, by the time everybody starts listening to this, it'll probably be the first of the month, and that month is August, uh, which that usually presents a uh, pretty big show at the end of the month that we're all relatively familiar with, and that uh, it seems as though you're on a bit of a hot streak, pal, uh, at the Oxford Plains Speedway. So uh, you know, what, what do you have going on over there? You 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 kind of riding the lightning bolt right now? Yeah, I don't know. We we've had luck on our side, and we've had a good race car. We took time off and worked towards trying to have a better package to race. And I think it paid off in some, but we've also been really lucky in all of the races we've run. I think there was one race you weren't real lucky. You ended up over the top of the one turn. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it comes and goes. You, you were, you're on the winning end and the losing end sometimes. Uh, well, the unfortunate part about automobile racing is that you typically lose far more than you win. Uh, that being said, your average in the last like five races is fucking pretty high right now. So uh, Bradley had us uh, put together our top 20 predictions for the Oxford 250, and you have some of the best odds that we've put together for. Yeah, I, I kept up with that, and I saw that. But Jeff Taylor gets picked as a favorite, and he loses a lot of them, too. Te- technically, he's not on the entry list yet, so that's that's why. No, all, all he was saying was that Jeff Taylor is one of the favorites going into uh, it, and he yeah. hasn't won it yet. So, oh, fair that's, enough. Yeah, that's uh, well when you give your when you give yourself uh, or you assess yourself your own penalties uh, on pit road. That's a good way to give races away. Yeah, yeah, that that do be like, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we, we have a little bit of time here with you. I mean, obviously you are one of the, uh, the, the top super late model drivers that there, you know, Oxford Plains has to offer right now, but, uh, how does this whole journey start? Because I remember it wasn't too long ago where Bob and I were going up to Richmond karting speedway and you showed up with your whole fucking fleet of go-karts and <laughs> you were running between, it seemed like eight different carts. So, uh, you know, how does this all start for you, man? And, uh, end up where we are today. Well, it didn't all start with a bunch of go-karts. I'm pretty sure we hauled one down from Bobby's attic in his shop, and we started racing that one first. Yeah, that that did happen. It was (laughs) was some old shitbox we had hanging in the rafters. (laughs) An antique. Well, we we took that one, and we raced that for I don't even know what year, and, you know, just kind of loved racing. It ran in my family, ran at Richmond Carring Speedway, then... Ran at Oxford on the little 
uh, what eighth mile racetrack on the back stretch there, and I don't know, kinda... it's even that big. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say it really doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Where I it think two thousand. Well, I remember you got started <clears throat> at Richmond, Austin, in two thousand eight because that was my last year running. Yeah, that that sounds about right. But you had. I, th- I think it was literally four carts that you would bring to the racetrack and you were just running between all four of them. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd I run think you were every, in every division. Class. Yeah. <laughs> we, like a lot of people may not run many classes, but we wanted to run as many classes and as many races as possible just to get seat time. Well, running every single race event the day has to offer is a good way to <laughs> maximize your seat time. <laughs> That's true. When we went down to Daytona, we'd run like 13 races in two days, and that was really hard because you'd be changing weights and motors and all kinds of stuff in between, and usually you were only doing it with two go-karts. So how many times did you go to Daytona? I know you guys had a lot of success down there. Uh, I would think probably we went like four, maybe five times. And we won every time we went down except for one the one try, I think. Well, humble brag, I guess, winning at Daytona. <laughs> just one just one and done. Uh so uh so I mean I, I I don't I guess I don't know much of the uh the filler information here because I, I remember again the the short little uh shit run around between a hundred go karts at Richmond to now we're watching you win big races on the big show. So uh, what, what's the well, fill in the gaps for me there? How'd you go from the, the, the go-kart kid to the super late model kid? Well, I was the go-kart kid for a little while and then turned 12, went legend racing, tried to follow in the footsteps of Bobby over there. And you, you were know, much, we went... you were much better at it than I was. <laughs> did you end well, up at main med at any time? <laughs> I don't think so. No. You did. You did. You did clean me out for a win at Oxford, though. Sounds like he forgot tough. going to Main Med. <laughs> I, I wasn't that John Peters in one of our other cars. No, it was you. You were. Oh. It was the first time I'd raced against you. I was driving one of Mike Humphrey's cars, and I was passing you on the outside for second. We weren't going to win. Ryan Coon had us absolutely killed speedwise, but I was probably going to finish second. And I was passing you on the outside, and you got loose in the middle of the straightaway and overcorrected it and cleaned us both out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, and then Ryan and then Ryan Coon ended up breaking, so I inevitably would have won the race. But loose in the straightaway, huh? <laughs> Tough. <It's 'cause> he, <laughs> well, I, I just put, I chalked it up as you didn't want me to pass you. Well, you know, losing to you might have hurt, but <laughs> sorry, right. Josh, Josh Berry did that on the highest, one of the highest stages this past weekend, getting uh, loose on the straightaway and wrecking a bunch of people. I haven't, I haven't caught up on my NASCAR action yet, so I, I can't speak to that quite yet. But uh, I think that was your rookie year in Legend Cars, though, so we'll give you a pass on that one. Well, I appreciate that because I really don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he did end up at Main Med, honestly. <laughs> well, if you if you guys knew who his father was, the fact that he hasn't been even more critically injured in uh, industrial-related accidents, it's a miracle. I'm pretty sure I do remember one time you did end up in Main Medical Center because of your father. <laughs> well, he does a lot of CNC work at the shop, and we named him Caution No Control, but, <laughs> you know, we did end up in the hospital. <laughs> been there a couple times, but not racing-related. <laughs> that's good do you still have all your digits or are you like bobby in that regard too they're all here <laughs> well uh, nine and a half they're just busted <laughs> i have most of them yeah that's good that's good yeah, so, i think i think a couple of those required some stitches though <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is true 
Uh, so, so we alluded to it a little bit already. You have found your way into the, the super late model ranks, right? You, you kind of deck stomped in go-karts, you deck stomped in legend cars. Uh, but the, I know that that transition did, wasn't exactly instant going to the late models, right? No, it wasn't, but your level of competition is so much higher. You know, you move to go-karts and you're racing the best of the go-karts until they move out. And then you go to legends and you do the same thing. We go to late models, and you have Johnny Clark and Travis Benjamin and Jeff Taylor. They're all good, and they haven't moved out because they're not going to. Well, I, I mean, unless you're going NASCAR, and there's not really any place to go past that level, it seems. Yep, that's true. But <laughs> this is our fifth or sixth season, and we've had a little bit of success here or there, but never really been super happy with the results. But this year, you know, I'm pretty happy. Well, I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be. Uh, you've got, what, three wins uh, already three this wins. year? Yep, three wins. And and it seems as though you're getting hot at the right time. Uh, like I said, we're getting into August here. We got that big one coming up. So uh, you know, how, do, how do you fare yourself here for the big show here in a, in a couple, two, three weeks? Uh, I mean, hey, that's hard to say. You've got to be really lucky to win that one, let alone be good. You can have a good race car and the, drill, the draw kills you. You can get caught up during a pit stop. You know, we stripped a lug nut in a pit stop and couldn't change the left front. So I don't know how we'll end up, but I just hope to have a good car going into the heat races. You could you could also be leading the race or battling for the lead and spin the guy out because you owed him one and get a stop-and-go penalty with 40 to go in the race. You can do that, too. That's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> nothing, nothing specific to a blue and white Cushman competition number 29 car in 2003. nothing specific well certainly doesn't seem specific no not at all safe to say you're probably a little more uh calm than than your dad is i try to be but you know that comes out every now and then (laughs) that's funny you just mentioned the likes of you know uh, johnny clark and travis benjamin and and guys like that about some scrubs yeah well bobby had (laughs) had, uh i guess when he reached out to you it said that we were looking to try to get some big names on uh, before the 250 because we're going to do a bunch of interviews with uh, guys that are going to be competing and uh you know you said that uh the the big name guys must not have answered and uh we did we did reach out uh via carrier pigeon and uh johnny clark actually has not got back to us neither is travis benjamin well he did get back to us he just said no yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh which that's fine well, you know, I appreciate being the filler in here, so that helps. <laughs> no, when we uh, always have a plan B, Austin. Well, yes, <laughs> and also have a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny because that's a sex joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Welcome to the Black Flag Podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, well, we so. The way that we did the draft, or not the draft, I guess the the handicapping of of uh, you know favorites to win the Oxford Two Fifty, I just had Bobby, Charlie, and I all make a list of twenty five drivers, and uh, you know whoever was up, basically just an average of uh, where everyone had had uh, basically you and the rest of the competition, and Charlie and Bobby, uh, I think I might have had you two spots back. They were very high on you. They had you, I think, second and third respectively. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's some that that means you're a big name now. I got a backup plan. I, 
I don't think I'm a big name, but I remember that, Bradley. Thanks for telling me I wasn't top of your list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kid's got a chip on his shoulder now. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to give you a little bit extra motivation going into the 250. Sorry that I had you fifth. He's, he's going <laughs> to win the Oxford 250 and get out of the car and say, you know what? Fuck Bradley Saucier. <laughs> <laughs> That you maybe. I hope so, because if you do that, that means that I actually helped you out. I got a little assist. I'm gonna put that in my Twitter bio. <laughs> I assisted on an Oxford 250 one. I'll remember to thank you. All right, I hope so. So, so what would what would the celebration be like? Because we we've seen you do it. Uh, well, we we saw you do one in tech. We've seen you do a couple on the front stretch now, and uh, in a couple different cars also. So, uh, say if you know at the end of the day on August twenty seventh, it's a Sunday evening, and and you somehow pull off the big show. Uh, what what kind of a celebration are we going to see out of you? Well, it would be a big one. I mean, I'd probably blow it up on a front stretch, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> a short lived one because we got to go back racing the next week. Ah, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, I've always said, not that I'm ever going to be in it at this point, because, you know, fuck it. But uh, if I'm ever in the 250 and I somehow win, I am, I'm burning the car down, the truck, the trailer, <laughs> uh, the, the Tahoe, fucking everybody else's car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blow up uh, Brad's taco, Bobby's taco. It, it doesn't matter. $535,000 worth of damage <laughs> oh. to win $35,000. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I'm never, ever racing again. <laughs> Probably because I'll be in jail. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you yeah, got no, so you, that'd be a big one to win so you got one more uh race in between now and the 250 this coming sunday what uh is that it or you got anything else planned before the 250 um really just uh the pass race on sunday that's our main really race and may or may not run the saturday night show depending but run the backup car sunday and try and have a good backup car and then get prepared to go do some pit stops who's on the crew because i can't see jay out there doing all that <laughs> no he's supervising oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know just family friends john lazat joey davis my uncle just close people that want to help maybe bobby and you guys if you want to carry tires oh no 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 no! i'll be far too drunk by that. Yeah, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you want three liabilities <laughs> like this on your pit crew because i assure well, you that you don't I'll change the tire. I just cannot confirm that it's going to be the right size or the right <laughs> side of the car. And you may only get two lugs on it. Yeah. And that, that's uh, just, maybe. You just got to run the gun. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I can't promise it's going to hit any lug nuts. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the gas and just spill it all over pit road. <laughs> this is one of them single lug deals, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Short story long. I don't think you want us on your pit crew. Well, all right, then. I'll take you off the roster. <laughs> Fuck. Are we at least on in. the practice squad? <laughs> yeah. yeah, second string. Fuck yeah, let's go. They still oh get paid. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being up there top row of the bar bleachers just absolutely hammered with, like, they're coming yes. to the final stop, oh. and all of a sudden you just get the calls just like, oh, yeah, fucking Jerry just blew out his Achilles. Like, you got to come down and grab the gun. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're playing in the big leagues now. It'd be like that caution yeah. that happened at Oxford. Uh, what was that last year, where the guy was just like walking from pit road to like the grandstands, and they had to throw the yellow because the guy was literally on the. Oh the, yeah, it was in the MRS yeah. race two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weekend. Yeah, it would be the opposite for us. We'd be. Just I'm sure going the other I'm way. I'm sure that went over very well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lifetime ban. Uh, so uh, you know, if you're 
moving forward here, uh, you know, we, 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 we don't have a ton of time to get the full Austin Terra story. We've kind of skipped over some things, but you know, moving forward, we obviously had the two fifty coming up. We got a big show in between there. Um, you know, what, what's the, what's the future plan? Are we, you know, five, 10, 20 years, are we still going to be seeing you doing this or, or what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it matters where racing goes and everything, you know, we run the Ford motors and the rules get harder on them every year. So, you know, we just live day by day and we don't race for points. We just want to go run the races we like. And when the day comes, that's no longer manageable. That'll be it. It's very modest. Yeah. Like you, like you, uh, kind of undersold. Jay is a diehard blue blood Ford guy. Like, if he the day he passed, the only true super late model out on that racetrack. <laughs> if the day the day that Jay passes away, if the hearse has a Chevy engine in it, it's going to be like a problem. Like we can't, <laughs> can't have that. He is a, a diehard Ford guy to the and he hates crate motors too, which is um, uh, hilarious. Anyone that knows Jay, like Charlie just said, uh, so you guys are still running the uh, the the built th- is a three hundred two motor. Yeah, it's a three hundred two based motor with quotes and... around it. <laughs> And, you know, dry sump, 9 to 1. But the white car has a crate motor in it. <sighs> Baby late model. How, do, yep. how, how does your father feel about that? He hates it. He doesn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he still paid for it, though, huh? It's still a Ford, at least. He would never run a Chevy crate. Well, someone offered us a 604 one time, and he got really mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid you do the, the, the easy route. Uh <laughs> So wh- where do you even get a f- Can you get a Ford crate motor from a dealership, just like any like a Chevy deal? I assume. How do you go about that? I mean, obviously I, you guys I have your so. shit, but they're they're pretty hard to come by right now. Everybody wants one, but the blocks haven't been made in like a year. So I mean, I think you're supposed to be able to get them out of the motorsports catalog, but you can't get any right now. Interesting. Interesting. They, they do seem to yeah. be the better option between the Chevy or Ford crate motor. The Fords are, uh, especially at the, at the big tracks. Mm. Mm. Well, they're, you know, the, the Chevys have powdered steel rods in them stock. And if you will turn them a little bit too much, they just explode. Yep. That's a uh, Mexican assembly line horsepower. If I've ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so to be clear, exploding uh, connecting rods are not ideal for winning races. Well, I mean, ideally, you'd like them to stay in the motor. <laughs> I don't know. They tend to cause oil pan failures. <laughs> yep. Brad, you got any uh, you got any questions dialed up over there? Yeah. So we do have uh, we have some Patreon questions, and by some, I mean one. I think <laughs> uh, that pertains to you. Uh, Tyler P says, uh, "What's what's y'all's favorite go karting memories? Indoor, outdoor, rentals doesn't matter." Uh, well, yeah. So we'll go with that one first. What's your favorite uh, go karting memory? There's a picture somewhere of a race at Richmond Karting Speedway where someone got spun out and we all fanned out and we're five wide and someone's backwards in the middle and that's <laughs> five wide and that's my favorite memory. Uh, it's fantastic. That's uh, something that we're going to have to find and post on the, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, he also has another question. Uh, what's one thing in racing that it seems like everyone loves but you absolutely cannot stand? Is there anything for you? Right, great motor. Uh, <laughs> that was the stock answer. Yeah, that that was an easy one. I'd say, yeah, crate motors. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't love them, but they are a cheap option. 
Not anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah. As I say, a 602 is fucking like seven grand now for absolutely no reason. Yep. all right pal well uh this is the uh the bfp uh road to the 250 we're gonna call her i'm gonna call it fuck you guys uh no thank you uh, (laughs) come on brad gave a thumbs up try him (laughs) uh so on the road to the 250 you are indeed our first interview so uh continue riding that lightning bolt pal uh hopefully straight to victory lane uh you know good payday no matter how how well you do i guess if you're in the in the front stretch there at the end of the big one but uh we wish you the best of luck, and uh, thanks for tagging on with us here for a little bit. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor to talk with you guys. and That's not true. Be on here, and hopefully I get to come back on sometime. Yeah, do something cool again, and we'll have you on. All right, I'll try. Maybe Sunday, maybe late in August, you know. No, yeah. Nothing specific. Yeah, those would both be rad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you if you won, if you uh, win the one in uh, late August, I think we're going to have to get you on again. I might take my pants off. Well, can the camera be pointing away? No, <laughs> absolutely. Not. What's crazy is I think that Austin and I had this same exact conversation on the front stretch before uh, the last pass race. <laughs> Did you take your pants off? Yeah. Uh, Did you uh, take your pants off? Uh, I don't think so. Tough. I don't think so. So long story short, that. Brad's not a man of his word. Uh, so. well, <laughs> well, he, he said w- if I won, he said if I won the race, he'd be down on the front stretch shirtless, so I could sign his his upper chest. And he wasn't there. That's because you Bradley, won it in tech. You can't just say these things. <laughs> yeah, you, you actually didn't win the race. You just were the you first been legal in tech car to do it. Yeah, I, I, that's typically the first place I go as a as a drunk fan <laughs> front stretch. As I run around as fast as I can, Straight like I'm tech. on the way to math class in high school, and I just get right to tech and I just stand there and spectate. It's like that. Uh, what is it? Straight to jail. Straight to tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, pal. Well, hopefully you go straight to tech, uh, 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 whether it's this next race coming up or the uh, the big one here in August. But, uh, again, thanks for tagging along here, and, uh, yeah, well, we'll uh, see you next time, pal. You know, thanks for having me. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car. <laughs> <laughs>